It takes money. He bought a slab of soap. Hundreds of people claim that they saw Justin Bieber transform into his reptilian form. How annoyed were you that you didn't get groped the entire flight? <laughs> okay, buddy. I'm not your prize-winning pig. No, I'm no, so. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way It's in ramblings. Is there anything in life that you're weirdly proud of? Depends what you mean by weirdly. Like, un- like that no one else would consider an achievement. <laughs> Not this podcast. You can't name that. That would be hurtful. We used to have a microwave <laughs> that when it counts down, yeah. I would pull the door at just as it hit zero seconds. Yep. And so it never would display zero. Mm-hmm. Just it would, you know, go three, two, one, and then like finished or done, whatever right. it says. But if you pulled it at just the right time, you could stop it on zero before it buzzed. Oh, yeah. Things like that I'm yeah. pretty satisfied with. Yeah, that is really satisfying. My brother and I used to play that game to decide who would get the first microwave dinner when we got home at the same time. <laughs> if you could. No, that's no, what a childhood you had. <laughs> it wasn't much to do in Eltham, as you well know. What, you played that specific game? No, it was a microwave game. It was very similar. Yeah. Um, I think it was probably inspired by you telling me that story at some point in our lives, actually. So you had to... Oh, who wouldn't I have told that? That's, that's, <laughs> it's gold. Yeah, you got to gloat when that happens. Um, so we had to stand at the same place. We put the microwave on for three minutes, or however long the thing was heating for. And then okay, ran... so there is like your microwave dinner in the oven at that point. Right. So there was two. So it was to decide who got the first one, which then gave you more time to get more food. So you might get more helpings in the fridge and there might not be any left if you got a second meal. So you're saying like there's only, you know, maybe one of the good TV dinners in there. Well, no, it's not TV dinners. So it'd be either leftovers or mum would cook something and then we'd be home late. She put it in the fridge and we'd reheat it. Yeah, so you've got first choice at leftovers, whoever... Right, so there's like two plates made up and then there's like extra lamb or whatever like left on the bone, but probably not enough for two people. So if you get first dinner, you get the best one probably. Yeah, I see. And also like you get what might be left after you've eaten yours in the three minutes it takes the other person to heat theirs and eat theirs. (laughs) Because they haven't finished eating yet. Yeah, you can take the rest. You've only got like two brothers. Like it does sound like you grew up in a household of... (laughs) 17 where <laughs> every little scrap is you know got to be fought over no i just feel like we were hungry hungry hippos Obviously, um, we had enough hunger to fill 17 people <laughs> um so fortunately they only made three of us but this is only with one brother my eldest brother moved out when i was 12 okay so, like, it was just you but you were both <laughs> adamant about getting the first pick of dinner. i don't know why it was so important i think it actually did stop being important once we had access to like money and cars and legs so this is like when you're really young and like you're only i don't think it was i think it's i think it was just a matter of pride at some point i know you're not one to cook i don't like cooking it's so true. Is, is that it's just like this is the way of getting out of cooking like i'm either eating no. whatever's on this plate or I'm going hungry, essentially. Like, no. there's, even if there's food in the pantry, mm. I'm not making it. <laughs> no, because there's usually enough for both of us. It was just literally like, oh, it's real nice to be eating right now. You be a wanna, shame if you weren't. You just want like, to rub it in your brother's face. I that guess you it was got just, three minutes worth I of dinner ahead of him. Yeah, head start. Yeah, and then plus, there's your have more time to get more leftovers. Oh, I understand the you can rules here. <laughs> I get the system. Yeah, I don't think it's a great system. Okay, so and then what, you can like, once you, like there's, there's a knock-on effect because if you eat dinner first, you can then run and get the TV or the computer and you get your pick of what you want. Why wouldn't 
you go like you know shotgun the computer while you're waiting for because you know that person has to get up and eat you'll get hungry i'll wait oh i see (laughs) i know there's like a stakeout situation no there really was like if i would get up to go get food the computer would like it was like a an annexed land like even if i left something on the screen it'd be gone (laughs) all right so what's how do you play (laughs) It's so dumb. It's very similar. So you turn it on for, let's say, three minutes. Yeah. Um, then you run to this, what was the door between the kitchen and the lounge room, which I'll show you if you come over. I won't. Oh. I can imagine what okay. it's like, though. <laughs> well, because I have to show you the angle. It's so dangerous. I don't also, know Also, this we... is one of these games that you can only play at your place. I mean, you can play it anywhere, but it's so much more dangerous at my house yeah. due to, like, the many turns No, I, I appreciate that element of it. Right. Because... Otherwise, it's just like, oh, there's just a door there. Like, no. I know what a door looks so like. So, essentially, we were here and the microwave is here. I mean, again, not great for the so, audio <laughs> listeners. It's a U-shape, a very long U-shape, and there's obstacles all along the sort of straight run. And the you corridor. also have to do... What kind of obstacles are we talking about? Like chairs, tables, do like you, the you fridge. you put them there? Or no, they're natural. They're like environmental obstacles. Okay. Because it's sh- through the kitchen. Like, Okay, you, yeah, explain that part because yeah. I was envisioning like down hallways or something. No, no, no. So you ran from the other end of the kitchen through like the casual dining area of the kitchen to it, it sounds like we grew up yeah, have children of a huge manner because we had two dining rooms. We had the formal dining room and the casual dining but room. How big is your kitchen? Ooh, if you're just big. running from one end to the other, surely that doesn't take very long. That's why you need to come to this house so I can show you. It's huge. But how long is this race? Because it's two rooms together. Yeah. So the race was not to beat the other person to the microwave. It was without looking because you can't see it from around the corner, which is why it's important. Yeah. You have to time it so that you open the microwave the closest to zero. Yeah. So if you like, you have to sort of stand there and count down from three and you're like, all right, I reckon it's about 20 seconds and that's how long it'll take me to run there. But do you both start, you both stand out at the same time? Yeah. Then so if you open it early, the other person can hang back and open it just after you. But if you both leave it too late, then no one's opened the door and you have to start again. How do you start again though? Like if you can't put your food in for another three minutes. Well, you can just run the timer without the food going. I know these things, Ben. Yeah, I know, but now your food's getting cold for like another three whole minutes, which defeats the point of, you know, what you were doing in the first place. Oh no, there's a keep warm setting. But also, are you actually putting it, you're actually running the microwave with nothing in it rather than putting the second plate in? Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. My, it's just the game. You had to abide by the rules of the game. Those are the rules. But surely, all right, they open the microwave and right. you haven't heard it beep. Mm-hmm. Then what? Does he close the door? Yeah, he has to close it and run back to the door. You have to go back, run around, touch the door and run back. But then he can see how much time is left on Exactly. So you can also try that, like run from the three minutes, be like, I'm going to stand here and then try and time my run back and forward. Or like run halfway and wait. There's there's many tricks you can try, Ben. It's a strategic game. So if I'm down to what I think is about 30 seconds and I want to... You're not allowed to stand in any one place except the door, by the way. Yeah. So I can I can just, I'm like, I can't see the microwave, but I'm like, all right, I think I've got about 30 seconds left. Right. Let me double check. So you can I, run I to, run. yeah, but you're not allowed to stand there. Uh, then I like open the microwave, I close it, I see how many seconds yeah. is on there. You have to be able to run back to the door and open it in that time. And just say it. Before like, I go and open it. All right, now I've got 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I can count down again and run at 20 or do I have to wait for you to run next? No, you can run whenever you like. It's a free-for-all. 
Also, prison rules. Like, you can do whatever you want. And how long person. does it take from running to, like, one door to the... Well, that's break. where the game comes in. Yeah. Because it sort of depends on the day. Well, on average, is are we talking, like, uh, seven again, seconds? Uh, who knows? That, this, uh, that was the whole game, was what trying to work that, out how long it took Why you. would it depend like, on the day, Like, four though? seconds. Because there's other crap and people in the way. Like, this is the main f- thoroughfare of our house. Okay, but there's a difference between, like, it's not, like, a 30-second run. No, and, like, it would be, yeah, five to ten seconds. Okay. What a childhood. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's not what I'm weirdly proud of, but <laughs> I don't know how we got on that. It now happens. you know. That was a waste of time. Sorry about that. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. This is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 131. A very... Prideful. Proud episode. <laughs> okay. I thought prideful was good. Comes before fall. What are you proud of, weirdly? I have never seen any of the Fast and the Furious films, and I feel so smug. Why? They're like with the biggest franchise now. <laughs> exactly. That's why I feel good about it. No, this is like saying, I know I've never seen Star Wars. No, like, it's that's not. not something to be Star Wars proud is of. good. Some of them are good. No, they're not. No, wait, what? Of Star Wars or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But Fast and the Furious, none of them are good. No, they're never going to be cinematic art masterpieces. Well, they're not like, you know, the greatest. Some might like, say Star Wars. <laughs> There's certainly no Star Wars is what some people might say. But I enjoyed those movies. I don't know that I would. I feel very smug about the fact that they look shit, but everyone's seen them. You're just being a Fast and Furious hipster. Well, no, I wasn't originally. I was like, those look crap and I never want to see them. And now it's a point of principle because I kind of want to see the new one. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you're just you know, hurting yourself because you've got some kind of made up pride that you yep, have to maintain. Much. Well, I'm like, it's kind of cool that I've never seen any of these. I did what was originally making a stand, but the stand is kind of over, but I don't want to ruin the stand. No, it's like... I, I did originally make a stand. I they sounded s- terrible. I kind of see what you're saying. Like Twilight, the franchise. Sure. Right? I, from an outsider, can look at that and I'm like, well, that's... A movie about like sparkly vampires probably not for me sure that's what happened and I, more than probably not for me i was like this is poor quality and should never have been made fast and the furious see i would disagree with that oh well but my apologies we'll get back to that <laughs> from the outside perspective i'm like yeah sure. it's a teen girl film these twilight movies yeah they're not aimed at me but no. it's such a pop cultural phenomenon you've I seen want, them i've seen the first two i've seen one you've seen more than me yeah, I had a friend like who invited me to this to the movies one time. Who was it? The fa- was uh, it a date? It was Eddie. Oh. <laughs> That's a weird mandate. It's the first one I watched on YouTube in like seventeen parts of like shitty quality. <laughs> I was just like home, you know, one day and what was there no paper around to like slit your eyes out or something? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I was just like obviously having a night in. I can see. That romantic. It, you know, it pops up on the sidebar. It's like, hey, the entire Twilight movie is on YouTube right now. <laughs> did you light some candles and settle in? I sure did. So I, that's how I watched the first one. Right. The second one, Eddie's like, hey, let's go to the movies. And I'm like, okay. And we just, you know, go at whatever time he. No said one to me, does that. This is all made up. You plan to see it. No one's like, let's just walk he, to the movies and see what's see on. It. He planned to see it. Okay. And he didn't tell you. He sure didn't. Because so, he knew that you wouldn't go? I suspect he anticipated that I'd be not that interested in. <laughs> and so, I'm going to try this with you now. Let's just go to the movies at 8 p.m. No reason. Let's just see what's on right. at 8 p.m. <laughs> and so I get there and obviously there was very few movies on at the time <laughs> yes, that were at the cinema. Because any time you show up at the cinema, there's not going to be much on. That's why nobody does that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, I guess we could see Twilight. That is not what happened. He planned that. 
it, it's what happened. He also planned it. Did it he, can be both of these. Did things. he actually plan it? Do you admit that later? He didn't admit it, but I saw it written on his hand, Twilight, like you know, four thirty or whatever. Did it was. Actually? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he was trying to play it like, oh, I guess we'll go see Twilight, guys. There's not much else on. But secretly, massive Twilight fan. What do you think? Or was he like trying to impress Rosie, his girlfriend? It was me, Eddie and Alex, Australia's favourite (laughs) ex-boyfriend. I was talking about him recently. Um, No, I mean, like, if you three... Like, he needed to see it to talk to Rosie about the plot or something and look like a cool, hip, in-touch guy. I don't even think it does that, though. (laughs) Like I, if, I don't think so. But if your girlfriend's like, if a huge he was Twilight like, fan, I need to go see Twilight so I can relate to chicks. Yeah. Then I'd be maybe a little more understanding. Okay. But like that doesn't work. How could I convince unless you? You're, unless you're picking up like a 13 year old girl. This is true. No one cares. Do you think it's possible I could get you to see Magic Mike? I saw Magic Mike. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, go on. It was, was it with Eddie? Yeah, the session, the session after yeah. Twilight. It was a double yeah, he, mums and bubs session. 4.30 Twilight. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Magic Mike. Uh, 9. 11 o'clock Magic Mike XL. Yeah, we're going to the, you know, the male strippers. Yeah. This is my reason for seeing these films. Sure. Like, I'm just so curious because it's a cultural touchstone. Like, sure. when someone's like, hey, Twilight shit, I can't just be like, well, yes, it's shit. But how shit is it, is the question. <laughs> I, I think, need to know, and, no, now I I, and now I know. I don't need to know. I don't know. So Fast and the Furious, how is it? They vary. They fluctuate okay. rap- Number wildly. One? Number terrible. one's good. Really? Yeah. Looks terrible. I don't I, think I reckon, I've even seen Gone in 60 Seconds. I mean, all these movies, we were kids when they came out. We weren't really. We were like 12 or 13. We're probably the target that's, market. That's kids. I think that's the target market of that film. And, and I'm saying I enjoyed both of them when I was 12. Oh, right. I see. Yes. So I, okay. haven't, I haven't gone back and rewatched Fast and Furious 1 or gone 60 seconds recently since I was maybe like 15 or something. Sure. Okay. So it's hard to say. But the evolution of that franchise, it's gone from like a guy racing cars. Sure. To it was never meant to go this far. I feel. Definitely not. <laughs> I don't understand how it's happened. Well, because I would say Vin Diesel's career is to blame. He's gone on quite the roller coaster. Really? I feel like he's not gone far either. If, unrelated sidebar, yeah. I recently saw a photo of The Rock cuddling a rock and I laughed. Sounds great. <laughs> it was really good. I appreciated it. It's, I mean, two become one. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Anyway, so, go on. All right. So Vin Diesel, when Fast and Furious came out, he was huge. Was he? Like he was the new Schwarzenegger, basically, okay. because... There was a whole period of time where, like, in the 80s and 90s, we had action heroes. Yeah, we had, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I yeah. remember. Yeah, Van Damme was big, Arnie, Stallone, all that kind yeah, of Yeah, sure. People. Yep. And then there was, like, no one for a no, while. There was a bit of a blip. Yeah. I feel like The Rock was sort of floating around in the background well, at see, that point. He no? was, like, wrestling. There was, like, a big era of wrestling. Sure. So we had, like, the Stone Colds and The Rocks and occasionally... Is that were... where The Rock came from? He was... Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You referenced the people's eyebrow like last episode or something. I didn't know that was from WWE. What did you think it was from? Just his life because he's got the people's eyebrow. (laughs) (laughs) Like he does because of the eyebrow raise. I didn't realize it was from WWE. And this is why you have to watch these movies (laughs) because you're out of touch culturally. I'm not. I still made the joke and you laughed. You had no idea that it was a massive cover up for a a big gaping black hole of knowledge. But now that you're, I didn't even know that. I thought I was in on the joke. Revealed yourself to be 
Like, I'm not even a wrestling fan, and I know that. People at home are listening to this podcast going, what the fuck? She didn't even know you came from wrestling? I didn't. What's the people's eyebrow from then? I think that was like his finishing move or something. Like, you know, or like maybe prior to his finishing move, he would give you the people's eyebrow. How did it become called the people's eyebrow? Every wrestler's got like their special, you know. So the people's something. Yeah, like... I mean, is it always the people's something? You're going like too deep in my wrestling knowledge. Okay, here. I just want to know why it's the people's eyebrow. No, I don't think like every wrestler has a, move, a finishing <laughs> okay. move called this. Like the people, this is the people's suplex. So this is yeah. the people's uppercut. Yeah, no. exactly. This is the people's squat. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I regret that one. <laughs> it's. I think that was just his his thing. Okay. He's I the just man thought of the people, from, I guess. I thought that is true, and I thought his eyebrow was part of the package. I didn't realize it was also his WWE finishing move. Yeah. So, like, yeah, in that era, there was, like, you know, the Stone Colds and the Rocks and sure. stuff. And he, in the Scorpion King... <laughs> Great film. <laughs> sorry. Let's backtrack a bit. The Mummy. The Mummy 2. Isn't The Mummy 2? Not The Mummy 1? No, The Seen the whole Mummy franchise, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready for the new one? Because uh, it's happening. Is it? I the, like the English guy. I don't Scottish? Think, I don't think he's going to be in it. That's Pretty sure he died in one of them. Oh, no, did he? I mean, you're the expert. You've seen all the mummy films. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the mummy 2. Okay. The final battle mm-hmm. is with a CGI scorpion. Yes. A.K.A. the Scorpion King. <laughs> who yes. is... Who lends his name to the title? They made a spin-off called the Scorpion King about oh, that character. Okay. The Rock is the scorpion king when he's not a scorpion except he's like no when he is a scorpion he's like got the body of a giant scorpion (laughs) and the head of the rock and it's like that is pretty cool the early days of cgi so it looks horrible (laughs) but it was still kind of cool because you're like hey that's that guy from wwe or even wwf as it was probably called at the time i'd be like that guy's super buff wonder who he is and then i'd google it no i would have but also like visited it it's yeah it's all digital so it doesn't even matter what, like whether he was buff or not, because they would just make it in the computer to be as buff as he <laughs> needed to be. True. But anyway, like that was kind of stunt casting. Sure. But we got the rock in a mummy movie. And then people liked that fight or that character, I guess. Sure. So they made a movie called The Scorpion King with The Rock. I guess it was like a prequel of how he became The Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. That was his first like big acting role. I saw that movie in the cinema. He does not speak for like 45 minutes. <laughs> It's amazing. So to go from that, presumably they wrote that script for him because... Knowing he couldn't act. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a wrestler. They overact everything. Sure. It was always going to be terrible. Yeah. You got to have some flair to be able to perform in the ring. But also he's part scorpion. (laughs) Does that affect his speech? So in the the Scorpion King prequel, he hasn't become a scorpion yet. Oh, has he taken a vow of silence or something? They did not write that into the script. I think (laughs) like, you know, after a few months on set... Just not a chatty guy. Yeah. Well, like... I guess maybe the thought was we'll film this chronologically or like sequentially. Sure. So by the time that we're like get to the actual dialogue, maybe you'll be comfortable in front of a camera. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I don't remember him being bad. Sure. But he didn't have a lot of heavy lifting. He's like an action star. He just punches and shit. Yeah. Okay. And so he did that. So oh, well, that makes sense. And so it was just a lot of punching from the start yeah. to sort of the middle. Right. Okay. So to go from that where he's got to do almost zero acting sure. to something like Pain and Gain in the last few years, mm-hmm. which he does like a really good acting job oh, in. Right. That's pretty impressive. I think I'm impressed he's even made it to Fast and Furious standard. Like he's All right, so I would assume he's terrible. All right. So now we get to Vin Diesel. Sure. Okay. So Vin Diesel did the first Fast and the Furious movie. It was a big success. 
he at the time was also in things like Triple X, which was mm-hmm. like a huge action franchise. I think I can plot where things went wrong for him. Go on. It was like whenever he did that like daddy daycare-ish kind of comedy. The Pacifier. Is that it? That's exactly is that what it. it's called? I would say so. That is, uh, I haven't seen he spent, Pacifier. That was a disaster for his career. That was an absolute disaster for his career. I think and sent it on a downward spiral. It really seems opinion. like he was following the Schwarzenegger trajectory. Sure. He, he went do, for, that was Schwarzenegger's twins. I would say even Junior? more than that. I mean, I would kind of lump these all in one. His kindergarten cop. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. like him with the kids. Sure. So, yeah, I, like from the poster of the pacifier, it's like Vin Diesel with an a ammo belt filled with uh, bottles. Bottles, yeah. And so, like, I think that says all you need to know about the movie. I haven't seen it. I don't think anyone did. No, and I think that ruined his career. It completely changed his image. So right before that, he was doing films like The Fast and Furious and Triple X that were so big. He demanded, I think it was like $20 million a film. Jeez. And no one would pay it. Okay, well, <laughs> also like, another mistake. Well, you would think, but you look at what happened, right? And yeah, maybe it true. Wasn't. So, but before we get there, he demanded so much money. He's like, I'm not coming back for Triple X 2. Then they got Ice Cube to mm-hmm. do it and that movie bombed. Okay. He didn't come back from Fast and Furious 2 or Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm, Tokyo Drift or is that no, 3? No, that's 3. Mm. Uh, and that movie, like people, like I think it did all right, but it wasn't like, you know, as big as the first one. Paul Walker came back and, you know, whatever. I feel like Paul Walker made that franchise. He, it was like him and Vin. Sure. It was the tour. So then when the third film comes around of Fast and Furious, it's got no one in it. Like even Paul Walker doesn't come Oh, back. wow. Because it was meant to die. It was definitely. That, that was su- when it was supposed to die. That was the end of that. We all thought so. Right. I thought number two was stretching it. Number three, I was like, all right, this has got to be the end. But it got weirdly popular somewhere like the Middle East or like. We're getting there. Okay. Right, because it was like Sugar Man, basically. They Sugar Manned it. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, you release something and it's like, oh, this is a total bomb. But then, like, some other country that you never suspected would be into it pump millions of dollars into it, a la Sugar Man, and bring their career back to life. Like, where is it Sugar Man's really popular? It's like Argentina? I haven't seen the documentary, but that sounds right. Yeah. But I think, like, the appeal of this franchise is that it doesn't matter what the you dialogue is. You need to is. speak English. Yeah. This movie is internationally... Uh, successful because the action is so crazy. Well, it's essentially a car ad. Like, what can we do with these cars? But it's more than that. It's like the action is really good. Mm-hmm. Like in Seven, they jump a car from one of the towers in Dubai to the next. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's basically a car ad and of they, crazy stuff to do with cars. And then they jump it from that tower to another tower. Of course they do. <laughs> CGI? I assume. I don't yeah. think they really <laughs> did that, but it's like still pretty crazy either way. I would Dubai to let them. If any city would. That's true. But no, I'm, they didn't do that. Okay. But still, it's pretty awesome. So, all right, you get to Tokyo Drift. None yeah. of the main characters come back. Vin Diesel makes a cameo at the end, but we can't really count that. Okay. Well, you've ruined the end as well, so thank you for that. Everyone, like the credits, maybe. Oh, okay. Sure. You're not what is it, the, the after credits bit where he's yeah, like, basically. oh, my flight just landed. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> You're probably word for word on okay. that. Okay. So... All right, the franchise is dead because, like, I think their biggest name there was the guy who was Brad in Home Improvement. <laughs> and he's, like, playing my the high friend, schooler. My friend is friends with the guy who was the villain, by the way. The villain in Home Improvement? No! <laughs> who would that be? Wilson? I don't know. Maybe he's plotting something. Who knows what was behind that fence? <laughs> I feel like there was a villain. Wasn't there, like, a rival TV host or someone that was, like, trying to muscle in on his wife? Probably. Um, no, the, 
<laughs> I mean, that's a question for the ages. If you're listening and you've got an answer, who was who would you say is the, the villain, the villain of Home Improvement? Sidebar, the- Home Improvement. <laughs> We're many sidebars deep, I'm oh, aware. God. But that was one of the shows, again, that we've talked about many times that I saw and tolerated a lot of, but I don't particularly enjoy. I feel like it was better than a lot of the stuff that was on at the time, but I'm not going to like ever go back and rewatch the box set or something. I only watched it because of what either, I guess, what I was waiting to come on next. Like, I tolerated it for the sake of the next show. Well, because it was like that or... You know, the wall. news or something like there wasn't. <laughs> or the microwave game. Yeah, we didn't have. We had to make our own fun back in the nineties. <laughs> did. Well, there. Uh, there's a lot of talk now of bringing Roseanne back. Mm. So if that's coming back, Home Improvement's coming back. I'm so. not going to be watching either. No, of those. me neither. But anyway, so Fast and Furious Three like killed the franchise, Tokyo Drift. Okay, that's a shame because my friend's friend was the villain. So they have one last attempt a few years later, and it's like, all right, all you guys' career are dead because. Vin Diesel, he didn't come back for those sequels because he demanded too much money. Right. And, and he did The Pacifier, which was a huge mistake. Yeah. And Ruined like, his image. Yeah, I guess like some other shitty movies around that time that no one cared about. Let's just get everyone back from the previous, like two, the first two that people actually sure. kind of liked. And go out with like, big hurrah. Yeah, like one I don't know last convince them to do that. Because it's like a franchise with name recognition. Like, yeah. that's all that matters But these barely, days. though. Like, no one goes past three. I just don't understand. I can't understand how it went on this long. That's what I... I'm telling you how. <laughs> this is we're 24 minutes in of how. <laughs> I mean, like, but what convinced them to go to that length? I'd be like, well, that's the three done. I'm dusting my hands and leaving. Because it was a last-ditch attempt. Definitely. From, like, they could get those actors cheap because they weren't doing anything. And, like, Vin Diesel was... a last-ditch attempt to what? Like, they already killed the franchise. It's over. I'm guessing, like, Universal just owns the rights to the name. And okay. they're like, this was once popular. Yeah. I know we kind of ran into the ground with the last one. But it wasn't that popular to begin with, I don't think. It's, it's nowhere. It was never what it was now, that's yeah. for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like immediate. Like, they're not making Swim Fan 3, are they? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. It's just so weird. Why is a Swim Fan always... <laughs> This is why you got to see other films. You can't always go back to Swim Fan. Because I just hate that film so much. Then stop bringing it up. But that's what I'm saying. It was like not that popular and not that good. They're not going to make four of them as a sequel of each other. But the first the first two were like very popular, Fast and Furious. Not that popular though. They probably made They're like They're not several. La La Land. Well, that's a totally different success, like metric of success. Like sure. La La Land, I don't think it would have made like a shitload of money, but it got... Academy Awards. Okay. Well, it's no, like, they're not going to be... Oh, never mind. Do you want me to look up the box office? Yeah, okay. That'll help. Because... Put it in perspective. Yeah, because... Like, they only made three Indiana Jones. I don't count the fourth, because that was, like, 30 years later. Yeah. Who has the guts to make a fourth when, at that time, there was no fourth Indiana Jones? I'm wondering, like, maybe Universal didn't have that much else going on at the time. It's also possible that the other franchises weren't doing. That's what I'm saying. So like, well. I'm not going to be the director who's like, I know Indiana Jones, the greatest series of all time, only went for three films, but I feel like Fast and the Furious has got four in it. No one's going to say that. Well, someone did, and that person was a genius. Obviously. <laughs> all right. So, Fast and Furious. That's the first one. Sure. It came out in 2001. Sure. Budget of 38 million. Box office of 207 million. That's not great. That's like almost eight times your budget. Yeah, but like, what's an average film making now? 
if you make like twice your budget, you you know you're doing okay. a sequel. So go with number three. All right, hang on. The second one, budget of seventy six million, box office two two hundred thirty six million. Oh, that's not bad. So it's still like you know on par. The like, third. there's not even a sequel to Shawshank Redemption, for goodness sakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have the guts to take four, Fast and Furious to number four. I f- again, I feel like that's a different type of movie. Oh, I don't know, like his life in Mexico? <laughs> but I don't know, like the warden could chase him down in wherever they go off to? No, right, well, you can pitch that. Right. Warden's re- Yeah, Shawshank Redemption 2, Warden's Revenge. It's great. <laughs> Sounds great. The third one, uh, bu- budget $85 million, box office $158 million. So even at their lowest, they were doubling their budget. So what was it? Say that again. $85 million budget, box mm-hmm. office $158 million. Is that number three? Yeah. Mm, and that okay. was the worst it got. Is it? Like in terms of box overall success. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you're like, all right, we fucked up there, but we can bounce back. Okay. I guess it was the money. Yeah. So you make a fourth one. You're like, we're getting everyone back. We can get Vin Maybe he was saying... Because he's been humbled. <laughs> Maybe he was in fact saying, you know where they all went wrong with Shawshank. <laughs> Yeah. Lack of a sequel. Maybe. He was like, that idea's got legs. Could have gone to at least 10. <laughs> so I think we could at least stretch it to four. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. And then also, Vin Diesel is a producer on Fast and Furious 4. <laughs> so he really needed his career to get back on track. Well, I don't... It's not even that he like necessarily needed it, but that's like how you get him. You're like, we're not going to pay you your $20 million that you want, but we can make you a producer. And so if this movie makes a lot of money... Yeah then you'll make a lot of money on the yeah, back end. because a producer is just like, puts money, like an investor, right? Well, it depends on who's producing and, you know, you can get people like Quentin Tarantino produced Hostel, for example. Sure. I don't think he did anything. But no, he put money into it. They, I don't when even I see, know that he did that. Oh, really? Like it's on the poster, it says Quentin Tarantino presents Hostel. I think they just paid him to put his name on sure. it. Sure. Because I see executive producer often. Yeah. And I essentially think that means they put their money into it. Yeah, I think like most of the time that is the case, but producer such like a nebulous role. Sure. That could really like producer, be... I think, did something. Executive producer usually means they just paid for it. Yeah, that's probably like a fair rule. Yeah, that's what I tend to think. Like Mark Wahlberg, like executive produced. Like Entourage? Yeah, and other stuff. Like a fair bit of stuff, I feel. Yeah, well, once you've kind of in the industry and had some success, people are going to be able to use your name to sell other stuff. Sure. Like he might have done some interviews to promote it and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, they make the fourth one. Everyone comes back. It does, like, really well. It's not the greatest movie, okay. but... I mean, were any of them? I love how you say that, like, compared to the, the first one, which it was, is that's Oscar weird. Like, four people basically seem to think it's, like, the worst of the all okay. of them. Like, even Tokyo Drift has its fans. Really? Okay. But the fourth one is just, like, boring, basically. All right. But people went to see it because it's like, oh, my God, everyone's, everyone's back. Everyone's back. Yeah, the crew's back together. Yeah. What's the plot? They're, like, drug running through tunnels or something. Oh, so they're villains. I mean, they're, I guess they're doing st- illegal stuff, but they were oh. always street racing. It's I not like they were, they were ever on the straight and narrow. Really? I thought they were goodies for some reason. I mean, there's always... There's always the baddies. So if they're the baddies and the other guys are the baddies... I mean, they're always like breaking the law to kind of succeed. Okay. Whether that means, you know, they start out kind of scrappy, like they're doing illegal street races for money or for more cars. Sure. By the end, they're like working with basically the FBI to take down <laughs> terrorists and shit. Because like in Tokyo Drift, there's definitely the villain. The Tokyo guy is the villain. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to have a villain. But then they're not goodies. So who do you know who the villain is? Because they show him like darting his eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. Uh, no, like generally when someone's like shoving 
like oil down your throat. You're like, oh, they're not good. What? Like, is that the, what happens in Tokyo? In the first one, there's like okay. a scene where... Ben, this whole conversation started because I haven't seen them. This is Now you've got your uh, education. <laughs> no, you're just like, when they're shoving oil down your throat, I'm not going to get that reference. But someone at home is. Uh, you, you can understand what I'm saying. Like, there's probably a scene in one of the movies where someone's getting... No, I was genuinely confused. I was like, is that a rule? <laughs> yeah, every movie starts with Paul Walker vomiting oil. <laughs> and if you didn't see the end credit scene of the last one, you're not going to understand why. Spoiler alert. It's because really? he's got an addiction to... Oil. <laughs> to petrol pumps. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. They got everyone back, and then the franchise turned into like they're superheroes. Okay. So like right. the fifth one on, they just like you goodies, know, massive goodies. Took off the brakes. Yeah. And so that's when the Rock joined. Okay. And that's when they started making like a billion dollars each. And okay. Now everyone. So it was the Rock that propelled them to success. It didn't hurt, but also no. those movies are just like just general action films rather than like niche street racing. Like, yeah, which is like obviously more obscure. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you know the new one they're. Like, The Rock throws a torpedo from a submarine at Vin Diesel. Like, that is I'm all you need. I'm not seeing that film. Why not? It's so that good. That is terrible. That is so stupid. Like, I'm not saying it's not stupid. It's very stupid. But it's also hella entertaining. I'm not seeing that. I mean... And I'm proud that I haven't. I'm well, once again weirdly proud. That's the thing. If it's not your thing, fine. It's not my thing. But why be proud of I it? That's know. just weird. But I wasn't until recently. And then everyone's like, you're going to see the... Like, everyone was seeing it. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to. But now, like, the stand has lasted so long that I'm kind of an anomaly. But no I one, don't know anyone who hasn't seen them. But no one knows that you're making this stand. You're proving it to no one but yourself. You're depriving that yourself is, of this entertainment no. that you said you want to see. <laughs> that is a virtue, Ben. If you're proving nothing to anyone but yourself, that is true virtue. All right. Well, while I'm here making... <laughs> Topical Fast and Furious <laughs> references. Everyone strap yourself in for a boatload of swim fan nonsense from Vicky. <laughs> you have to go watch swim fan right now so you actually, you actually get what the hell Vicky's talking about. And it's not Amanda Seyfried, so don't blame it on her. It's yeah. Christensen, apparently. Eric Christensen. Sure is. Um, and by the way, since we're on that, we've got those pictures up in the episode gallery from a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, but I got some feedback. Not everyone knows how to find the gallery. Okay. So if uh, if you are one of those people who missed out on seeing Vicky's Moo Moo, <laughs> just go to the website, insaneramblings.net. There's the episode page and uh, you click on the episode down the bottom of that page. Is There's where, a little gallery yeah. of images that we talk about. And you can yep. click on those images and it'll pop up and enlarge because you can see like a little screenshot of Vicky's Moo Moo. You don't get, <laughs> see it in its old glory. Yeah, you don't get the full impact until you click on it. And because, you know, you can only make this, the thumbnail so cover so much of the sure. picture. So you get more. You get like a lot better view once you click on it. I haven't it. worn that Moomoo in a while. <laughs> I'm you brought it up. Have you been Moomoo deprived? No, I haven't really noticed. Okay. Now that we've recapped the entire history of <laughs> Fast, and Fast and Furious and Vin Diesel's career. Oh, the one, the one other thing I do want to oh, say about that. Great. Triple X 3, Vin yeah. Diesel came back as well. And? I, I think it did all right. I, don't, I didn't see that one. But they killed him off in the second one because... Oh, he died? Well, off screen because he didn't oh. come back. Oh. They're like, well, fuck Vin. We're just going <laughs> to kill him then. <laughs> and then they obviously had to walk back to him with their heads, you know, slumped so in, how, in shame. Yeah, because we're like, we saw what you did for Fast and Furious. Yeah. I, I guess you've got this other franchise. Do you think you could, could do the same for us? Yeah. Turns out, no, you need The Rock. So where's the, what was the most successful one? Five. No, I think this new one's probably the most oh. successful one. It's over, made over a billion dollars. So when did it start getting super successful? Five. Five? Yeah. When The Rock joined? Yeah. What was the location? Uh, that one was in Brazil. Okay. 
So that wasn't the reason. Because I watched the documentary about the one in Dubai. Yes, yeah, so that's seven. I've seen a documentary about it. I haven't seen it. You've almost seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw a documentary about the making of it and how they got the permits and how it's like, yeah, again, it's Sugar Man, apparently. It's really successful in like the UAE and across the like Arab countries. But it has to be in Middle huge Eastern everywhere. Like, um, oh, it is, but like I think it is unusually huge there. Yeah, well, again, because the, uh, the plot is nonsense. Like at one point <laughs> I turned to Julian in this new one and I'm like, wait, did they just skip something? He's like, don't worry. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how did they find that guy again? I'm like, yeah, whatever. But anyway, to get over a billion dollars, China seems to be the big market that you mm, have to crack. Yeah. Because just there's that many people. Sure. That, China or India has got to help you out. But I, th- I don't think like Indians maybe like are well, poorer. So but also they've got their whole own Yeah, they've got industry. Bollywood as well. So they don't tend to care as much about the you know Hollywood stuff. So yeah, they're not buying film tickets to Fast and Furious, but no. China is like Are they? apparently. And so that's why from time to time you see a lot of weird Chinese product placement. Ah, because so it's going like, to be so big in China. Yeah, Maybe like, it was China where it was really big. I thought it was um, across like the Middle East, but it might have been China that we're talking about. If you see like Transformers is one, there's yeah. all these, like everyone's drinking Chinese milk. <laughs> like there's a, a scene where they're in the elevator and Ken Jong, the guy who like He's from Community and The Hangover, the Chinese guy. Again, I also haven't seen The Hangover and I feel proud of that. Just because I let it go on so long. You've seen none of them? No. Say watch the first one. It's not like mind-blowing, but you you see, you complain that you've seen everything on Netflix. You, you haven't seen <laughs> The Hangover or any of the Fast and Furious. It's like, you know, worth it. Nah, I don't think so. You'll chuckle. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> You're not selling it to me. Well, I mean, at this point, what am I going to say to sell it to you, really? If you like, it's hilarious. Like, it's, it's definitely worth breaking the drought. No, they're like popular comedies, but they're like, you know, pretty broad. Well, because I saw Bridesmaids and mm-hmm. I was disappointed. Because it would have been like too hyped up for you? No, I just saw it and it was, I didn't even, I don't think I laughed. I don't think I even chuckled. You know who like... I can't even remember if I cracked a smile. I doubt it. You know who doesn't like Bridesmaids? Me? Women. <laughs> it's a film about Women. girls acting like guys And guys love it Girls hate it apparently. It's just so dumb I don't hate it I just didn't laugh I thought it was going to be funny And I, I didn't find it funny I don't think women do hate it I think most women like it Everyone that I uh, hear that from That didn't like it is a, is a female well, How many men have seen it? A lot of men Really? I saw and it they at the cinema it? with Julian yeah. Did you laugh? Yeah, I laughed. It's not like my favorite comedy of all time or anything. I don't think I even... Like, I wasn't against it. I wasn't like, this is, like, disturbing. I just was like, I'm genuinely not laughing. So did you go in with, like, a lot of expectations or you'd just never heard of it before? Because that movie got nominated for, like, best comedy and stuff like that. So if you know that going in, then sometimes it can... You know, someone told me it was the female version of The Hangover, which didn't mean anything to me because I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Um, And they were like, oh, well, everyone's always said that The Hangover is hilarious. So I was like, well, it's going to be hilarious. And I, I don't think I cracked a smile. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not going to like... like... The whole thing... Okay, here I go. <laughs> serious, serious thought corner. What I think is a dumb comedy trope is when the whole joke of one character is that they're fat and unattractive. It gets old so fast. What, because it's like the um, Kevin James thing where they're like always falling over or doing something like that? I don't know. Like the Melissa McCarthy character, all of the comedy comes from the fact that she's a fat... I wouldn't say all of it. Loser. There's like some good jokes where she uh, steals all the puppies from the but wedding. But that's because she's a loser who has no friends. No, because puppies are cute. No, I don't think that's the reason. I think it's just because she's a fat weirdo. 
No offense. I sh- I'm using the word fat because the yeah, whole yeah. of her character is around her, the fact that she's overweight. I don't think she would argue that. But I just, uh, I'm like, why can't we have a character who's overweight, but the majority of the comedy isn't about the fact that she's overweight? It's been a while since I've seen it. Feel it's like, always like, oh, there she's eating a lot. I'm like, why can't she be funny not for eating a lot? Yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you. Those kind of movies, there's like, even when you've got like the hangover, it's like a lot of gay jokes and stuff. Like they tend to fall back on the same kind of thing. I just thing. feel it's old. I'm like, this is so old. Oh, the, like the, the overweight actor or actress. Oh, they're in the corner eating a lot. This is hilarious. Like there's no food left because they ate it all. I feel like it's <laughs> so old with um, bridesmaids. There's like that scene where they're trying to one up each other at the wedding, making like toasts. Sure. It's like Rose Byrne's character and Kristen Wiig's character. And they've all like both of them have got to get the last word in. Sure. Like yep. stuff like that. I thought was really good. Okay. And there's that enough, there's enough of that that kind of balances out compared to like, you know, the stereotypical fat jokes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I agree with you that that stuff I don't, I'm not, like, you know, finding too funny either. I just think it's so dumb. Well, it's just, it's like, a bit, like, outdated and lazy. Right, exactly. I'm like, why does it have to be the focal point of the comedy if your actor's overweight? Why can't we just have an overweight character and they're also funny? Well, there's a, um, a super cut I saw on YouTube once of Kevin James falling over in movies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, you would think that maybe once a movie would be enough. But it's like, it's got to be like, it's got to be on average at least three times a film. I'm like, didn't we just make that joke 20 minutes ago? It's so dumb. It's like, oh, he's fat and he fell over. Yeah. Now he's on a Segway scooter and now he's falling over. (laughs) Like, all right, you made it a little bit clever. But but, it wouldn't be funny if he was thin. I don't think. That's not part of the joke. No, no. And that's why I don't like it. But you can, you can play your weight to like physical humor. Like, um. Lena Dunham in Girls does that really well. Okay, I haven't seen it. Like, she's always just naked in that <laughs> film or in that, in that series. And it's funny because she's, like, not, like, super sexy. Right. I haven't seen it, She'll so just, I wouldn't know. You know, she's just, like, naked, like, walking around eating a cupcake and her, like, bushes out. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not, there's no, like, she doesn't fall over. There's no, like, even references to it. She's just having a conversation with her roommate, but she's, like, completely nude. But I think that's just a comical thing to do. Well, that's why it's better because she's putting like but her like, own spin on it. Yeah, I just think that, and I don't mean to be offensive by saying fat. I'm just like, that's because it seems like the comedy is like, ha ha, they're fat. Like, for example, and I don't want to be mean about this person either, but um, Amy Schumer compared to a Hollywood starlet is obviously bigger than your average like size two. Like she's not huge or anything either, mm-hmm. but she's funny and it's not to do with the fact that she's not, not a stick figure 90% of the time. But she's not fat enough to make jokes about it either. Like she, uh, <laughs> well, she'd be a normal sized woman if she was walking down the street. Well, that, I feel. I, like in her stand up, she'll reference that. Like she's a, I don't know, a New York nine, <laughs> an LA like three or something like that. So like, she looks like she's a normal size, but on TV, like compared to, but like, it, Kira Knightley. Yeah, I just feel like it's not like you have to be. Well, Quite large. Yeah, you have to be like really fat to be able to pull that off. Otherwise, it's just like the people at home are going to feel bad about themselves. <laughs> That's what the average American yeah, looks like. True. That is true. I just feel if the joke is only funny because the actor's overweight, it's probably not that funny a joke. Yeah, we caught a bit of um, Scary Movie 3 on TV last night. Again. <laughs> that one I'm not going to say you need to run out to see. By all accounts, horrendous film. Yeah. But it was very interesting to see, you could really see the writers fighting each other on the script. (laughs) Because 
<laughs> like those kind of movies are written by like five different people. Sure, yeah. And there would be a joke, like there was one where, um, you know, whatever her name is, the main chick. She's like... Uh, sure. Chris Pratt's wife. I still don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got her image in my mind. Yeah. I'm beaming it to you Cin- with my eyes. Cindy, Cindy's right. character yeah. is, you know, giving a spiel to this kid about how when he was born, his mother cut the umbilical cord and she actually accidentally cut his penis in half. <laughs> and they tried to reattach it and they attached it like upside down and that's why he pees backwards. What? <laughs> it was like this whole like two minute scene of that just like- so a, weird. It's, it's really weird, but it was pretty funny. Does it's he, like, how do you mean he wees backwards? Don't overthink it. Does he? They're not showing it in the movie. <laughs> it's just a line. It's like, it's just, just a joke. Okay, anyway. But like as ter- in terms of- comedic writing that was probably like the best that movie's got to offer uh, okay but that doesn't can, sound great after i say. mean it's like silly did you crack a smile yeah oh i laughed probably and but then the rest of the film is like someone getting hit in the balls and they're like <laughs> oh my balls and then someone brings over like bowling balls like he's asking for his balls He's like, Jesus, no. And then someone brings over a statue of Jesus because... I would said probably laugh at that. That's the stupidest fucking joke I've ever seen. It's like... I find that more comical than the penis. Yeah, I can tell. All right, maybe I overestimated. I you did. You know that you did. But you, it's that kind of thing where it's like, well... You know, like at one point, someone's like, "Hey, I wrote a pretty funny movie here," and then someone just came in. And it's like, "Oh, we need more slapstick." Add the ball <laughs> joke. Well, we got the statuette in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the alien, there's aliens in it. Oh they say gosh. goodbye and they just kick the guy in the balls for no reason. It's just like shit like that. Like, <laughs> so even dumb. even if you improv that on set on the day, it shouldn't stay I can't, in. I can't imagine you wrote it in the in the script and you're like, "Yes, nailed it." <laughs> Even, yeah, and then, like, surely the editor should have been like... No, that's not the take. No. <laughs> but I guess then the problem is it's like, oh, we don't have a movie if we cut every single one of these dumb things But is, that, things is it meant to be... That's why I'm, I'm laughing, because I feel like it's meta humour. Like, is it meant to be comical because they've used the same tired joke so many times? I think you're uh, giving it too much credit. Really? Because I feel like you're meant to laugh, because you're like, oh, the ball joke again. I mean, there's certainly that family guy aspect where if you do something for long enough... It becomes yeah. unfunny and then and funny then, again. Yeah, exactly. But it's not like they did it for like that long that it okay. was. It came back around. What's the Family Guy thing? The, the, they do it a few times, but the main one that I think of is Peter like stubs his toe <laughs> and he just sits on the ground going... <laughs> for like literally a minute. And there's another one where they like randomly cut to Conway Twitty, mm-hmm. who's like, I guess like a country music star of like the 50s or something. <laughs> And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. And they just play like an entire music video of <laughs> this country music star. <laughs> and I guess the first time you're like, this is dumb. And then by like, you know, you think it goes for five seconds. Like right. most of those cutaway gags do. And then like three minutes later, you're pissing yourself. <laughs> but it's like very hit and miss humor. Like yeah. You, you put in three minutes of something that might just be dumb. Yeah. You're going to lose a few people right. in that three minutes yeah. for whatever laughs you get out of it. There's something to it, but that's not what they were going for in Scary Movie 3. Okay. I feel like exactly what happens in those Family Guy meetings is they're like, how funny would it be if the guy just cut away to Conway Tweedy? <laughs> they just do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the other thing I wonder about sometimes is how much uh, short are we on this episode <laughs> script? It's like we got, like, two extra pages that we, uh, you know, need to fill. Right. Like, I just add that, you know, yeah. that joke where he stubs his toe in again. 
<laughs> like it's too much. It's too expensive to animate a whole nother Peter fights a chicken <laughs> scene. Let's just, you know, use this old footage. But as much as I would love to talk Hollywood. I think that's all I've got. I'm spent on that t- subject. I mean, I need- 50 minutes of content is, it's good. I'm not, I'm not saying it's nothing, mm. but you've been on a worldwide journey, Vicky. Mm, not really. It's quite a small part of the world, really. You've been on an oceanic journey. (laughs) There was no ocean involved. It's a sea. You've been on a seaward... (laughs) You were seaward bound. I was. Homeward bound three? I don't think they made it that far, did they? Give it time. Mm. Vin Diesel will reboot it. Homeward bound three, seaward bound. You went to Thailand. I did. I did. Let's hear about it. Um, I don't have any... What would you... Give me... Drill me. I don't have much to say. How was Thailand? It was great. Thanks for asking. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tales from Phuket. (laughs) I was trying to remember what you told us on Tales from Cambodia. Yeah. Well, give me some hints. Give me some sizzle and I'll sizzle it. I feel like the... We went on a hot air balloon ride over some crocodiles. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that. We... um, Oh, I've got one. Okay. Here we go. We went on a boat. How was that? Good. (laughs) Is that the uh, entire story? Yep. Where did you boat to? <laughs> no, so we went on a, a boat cruise two of the days, which was quite fun. And we went to this island that was full of monkeys. And um, our tour guide was like, they're wild animals, don't bother the monkeys. And I guess we're like nice people. But other tours did not seem to Naturally, they like, they just heard the bottom of monkeys. Part. Yeah, I guess so. Unless we misheard and just assumed not to bother the monkeys. <laughs> and they were like, no, go ahead, bother the monkeys. They're wild animals. You should definitely bother them. They don't get bothered enough. Yeah. <laughs> They're out here in the wild, not alone. Give them some company. Um, they stole a woman's glasses off her face and then stripped another woman of her bikini. So... What, did they, like, just grab the glasses and then run off? Yeah. What, did they, like, put on the glasses? They did. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> did you get a photo? I, I think Arena's got one, yeah. You definitely I send that through. Cracked up. Yeah, they, like, put the glasses on and, like, peered back at us like a pissed-off librarian at the top of a tree. I feel like uh, that's a party trick that they've learned. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I reckon someone's out there just getting them, like, to steal things. Like, what am I going to do with this shit? Get back out there, Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've got to be like Oliver twisting it for sure. But surely that's one of those things where it's like, hey, um, if they don't have anything edible on them, mm. we'll do this cute thing. We'll like pretend we're old librarians <laughs> with glasses and then people will give us food because, you know, we did a trick for but them. But no, he ran away in a tree and played with them and put them in his mouth. It's over. Oh, the glasses are gone. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, never getting those back. It was hilarious. <laughs> she couldn't even enjoy the sight of a monkey wearing glasses. No, she, she couldn't, couldn't see it. See it. <laughs> Sweet irony. So I laughed at her and then, yeah, they tried to strip a woman of her bikini so and I was like... You say tried or she did? How, uh, how successful They was pulled her bottoms down, but she, being a human, had, had the, more effect. Had the power of over, uh, right. overpowering a monkey. Pretty Well, literal upper hand mm. in that she's both tall but and has opposable thumbs. I'd say the monkey's got gravity on his side. Yeah, this is true. He's going down, she's going up. Yeah, Again, she's got thumbs. Though, presumably so. he's got the element of surprise. <laughs> So I would think that, you know... It was, like, it was a decent tussle, but she got there in the end. You need that on video, just the monkey trying to fight the She was like off. the most attractive girl on the tour as well. But, so I was like, they're tiny sex offenders. It's like they know. I reckon yeah, monkeys must know attractive people. You just can't get mad at him because he's like, yeah, he's just a monkey. No, I, I got mad, but I was like, how did you know she was so attractive? He's just there like, I was oh, I knew. Because 
the rest of the crew isn't just wearing their bikini around. <laughs> Only the hot, the cute hot girls are wearing the bottoms they can't pull off. That's true. The rest of us women staple our bikinis to us. <laughs> when I was in Cambodia, mm. I was eating a packet of mango slices. Oh, monkeys. They provide so many yucks. Go yeah. on. And I've got a good photo of one just like leaning against my... Um, <laughs> Like he's got one hand against my shin, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Just like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> like, I'm just chilling here. Just because you've got mango slices and I appeared the very second you pulled them out. doesn't mean I want one. But I mean, if you give me one, I won't say no. But it's, yeah, he's very, he's trying to be as nonchalant as a monkey can be. <laughs> just like with one arm out, just like, no, nah, just, just stretching. Yeah, just loitering on your <laughs> leg. <laughs> And so we went to like the famous island from the beach, which is where everyone goes in Thailand. It's sort of you, it's a do, like you have to. Yeah. I feel like that photo of you at that cove Mm -hmm. is probably the most replicated photo I've seen on Facebook. I don't think I put a photo up there of that. I mean, I haven't seen, I assume you took one. I didn't actually, I didn't take any pictures at all. I don't think. Well, uh, yeah, in terms of people who go to Thailand, they take that picture. That's the photo. You You have to. It's like that and... When you go to the Eiffel or the Leaning Tower of Pisa, you have to kind of like pretend. Or the Eiffel Tower for that matter. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> the the Pisa one is more... Uh, oh, that old, like holding Yeah, you up. have to try and pretend like perspective-wise sure. that you're holding it up. We see a lot of the Thailand photos because sure. Thailand's so, so close. close to Australia. I barely count it as a holiday. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, those are your top two. It's sure. the Leaning Tower of Pisa holding and the, hey, I'm chilling on the beach like Leo. Yeah, right. Um, So we went to a lot of like unblemished chilling on the beach like Leo places but not as many people were i a there or b taking photos there because they're not the leo beach yeah so but there's that- hundreds of beautiful islands where there's no like des- deserted except for like obviously there's locals who come there every morning and set up like the bar and like a little milk bar there and it's like this island in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah right so obviously it is somewhat set up for tourists they know tourists are going to come there but they're majority not that busy compared to say st kilda or even like the gold coast so was that one particular beach packed with people? Yeah. How was it? Apart from, you know, I mean, the overwhelming beautiful. influx of tourists. It's beautiful, but there's lots of beautiful beaches around there. Yeah. Like, you've got, I feel like you've got to go see it, like, because it's such an icon now. But you didn't think it was any more special than the other awesome beaches that are, like, a kilometre away from it? Well, on the last day, we finally got to spend time at the beach we were actually staying at. So we had so many other activities and other beaches we went to. And we were like, oh, this is a pretty good beach. Like, <laughs> you could have just walked like down the... <laughs> like it's literally across the road, yeah. like five metres. <laughs> and we would have been on a beach that was just as nice. Like the whole area is filled with stunning beaches and partying and like... Anyway. So we went there and we were just like standing around in the ocean, the sea. The sea because it's warm. Like it's warm all the time. <laughs> What's the difference between the sea and the ocean? Um, I actually don't quite know, but I think it's like not open between continents. So it can warm up because it's not touching like the Arctic and stuff. Like it's a smaller body of water so that it can heat up. Did you learn this on your trip? No, just- it just kind of made sense to me. So I was like, why is the ocean here always, the sea here warm and it's always freezing at home no matter what. And I yeah. was like, well, A, we're closer to the Arctic. But B, I was like, there must be, water can only heat up, I assume, when there's a smaller quantity of it in the sun. So it's not proximity to the shore or anything. Like if I go to the beach here, I'm in the ocean, but you go to the beach there and you're in the sea. I think so. Okay. Yeah, the Andaman Sea. So that like, I, that could be completely wrong and I'll get like t- Tyson, whatever his name is, laughing you at me. You want to grass Tyson? Sure. Mr. Tyson, as I call him. 
I feel like he's an astrophysicist. He probably doesn't care so much about the, you know, about thermodynamics. Of course he does. Anyway, I'll look this up because so, I feel like a fool now that I've aired my. I was just gonna believe you. I don't, I don't think, think anyone else was gonna bother googling it. I'm gonna look it up now because I don't. I think I just made that up. Seas are found on the margins of the ocean and are partially enclosed by land. So that's why they get warm. Mm. Okay, so there you go. I was not wrong. I just sort of made that up. There's using your, like powers of deduction. There's your. Uh, I'm English, basically English and or science lesson for the day. <laughs> You're basically Bill Nye. Inspector Gadget. Oh, I was okay. going to say. Uh, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> I was going to talk about Bill Nye, but we're so many stories deep. Um, hey, if you got a Bill Nye anecdote, I'm willing to hear it. No, I just like. Have you watched his Netflix show? No. Okay. Have you? Yeah. How is it? Weird. Not good. Weird. There's some, just some weird moments where I was like, are you the science guy? Or like, where have we gone with this? This is Bill Nye versus the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? What's the weird moment? Well, like there's a bit at the end of one of his shows. And I, I'm not saying it's like not, it's fine. But there, he introduces his musical guest, which is a comedian singing about her vagina. So you think they went a little too entertainment with it rather than science? Well, I was like, you're not the science guy anymore because this woman is singing on your show about how she's going to go home and masturbate. And I don't think it's to learn anatomy. Yeah, it's not anatomically correct. I mean, I don't know, but... But you didn't... That wasn't... You didn't feel like you learned something. I the point of the song was to learn about the, the female reproductive organs. But no. if she's talking about masturbation, is she like being very specific? Like my <laughs> clitoris or my hymen? Like are these referenced in yeah, the song at all? Don't get confused yeah. between the vulva and the vagina. Right. No. Okay. No, it's not a scientific song. It was just unusual. I mean, I haven't seen it. I cocked an eyebrow. Hmm. You did the people's eyebrow? I did. I was like, oh, okay. I think you've crossed... I don't think you're Bill Nye the science guy anymore. You're just Bill Nye the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fine with it, but it's just... I the, I the, there's got to be a point at which you're claiming... You question the educational content I'm saying of I, the I vagina song. I don't think this is the science guy anymore. Was it at least funny? No, that's mm. the other thing. I was annoyed that it wasn't that funny. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> if you're doing that, which is like... I mean, I'll show it to you. Maybe you'll laugh, you but can do a, you won't. You can do a funny song about masturbation. But I feel like it's been done. So if you do do it, you have to do it well. Yeah, it wasn't done well. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I'll show you later. <laughs> anyway. Where were we? Thailand. Yes. Yeah, so at that beach, and there was a group of Chinese ladies who were in probably their 60s. And they were holding hands in the sea, in the ocean. Mm. See? You got it right the first time? Because it's quite warm. <laughs> they would... I have to, again, do a motion. So maybe you can help me describe this. They were doing the ring around the rosy in the ocean. Like they were holding hands and right. spinning. But laughing as hard as they could. Like, I've never seen people... Ha- like, I felt like I was having a shit time. And I was at a <laughs> 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> like shrieking with laughter many, and dancing in a circle. 30? Wow. <laughs> I was thinking like... Between 10 to 30. Wow, okay. I was thinking much less than that. Like three. And they were all hysterically laughing? Right, yes. I was like, is this some sort of laughter club? But no, it was just like, it was the best day of their lives. Because then we saw another Chinese woman who was in her 20s to 30s, mm. maybe even 40s, and yeah. she was f- like, it was the w- frowning. <laughs> so I was like, maybe the rule is you're not allowed to look like you're enjoying yourself until you get to 60. And then you can finally let it all out. Yeah. <laughs> excitement. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, do you have to hold it in? And then when you get to 60, you're like, I've had a joyful life. <laughs> I've had far less problems than people would suspect. <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like it. And they were wearing very colourful 
big floral loud bathers. It was amazing. I I honestly sat on the beach. I was like, I we, thought I was having fun. Are we talking one pieces? Yeah. What you would expect your grandma to wear. I guess there was like yeah. frills and yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. What a day out. <laughs> I was annoyed. I was like, I thought I was at a 10 out of 10. Like, but I'm at a three compared yeah. to this. I'm having a shit time. You set a new bar. Yeah. I was like, if this is what a 10 out of 10 looks like, I'm at a three on a usual day. And you didn't get I'm a, like minus eight. You weren't able to get a gist of like what they were doing. Like you think they were just literally spinning around having fun? I think they were just enjoying themselves. Because when I was young, we used to have a friend's pool that we would, um, like New Year's, he'd always have like a big New sure. Year's party. And it would be like all family friends. So we'd have enough people to do this where you get like, I'd say at least 10 people and mm-hmm. it was like an oval shaped pool. Mm-hmm. So you kind of all just like walk around it or like, I guess, try to build up some momentum <laughs> sure. around the outside, you know, right, in to the create water. the whirlpool. Yeah. No, I don't think they were trying to t- turn the Andaman Sea into a whirlpool. So that, cause like that was pretty fun. Like you could lay on your back once you've done like 10 minutes worth of like running through the no, pool. No, we were there for a while. They and didn't appear would, to be like any motive. The no, it's appeared motiveless. While we're on the topic of like, Motiveless crimes. Chinese women. Uh, yeah. I talked last week about the supermarket incident that I encountered. Oh, yeah. Where there was someone <coughs> that paid for my groceries because I forgot my wallet. Yep. Yesterday. Oh, you paid it forward. No, I feel like I had the chance to redeem Ugh. myself and I fucked it up. Oh, no. What'd you do? So you stole was... from her and you're like, no, this is the opposite way. No, Damn I, it. I, I feel like I do. I almost feel like I did steal from them. I'll tell you what happened. Okay. I was in line behind them. And the woman in front of me, she was, again, like a old Chinese woman. She pulls out a hundred from her wallet. Sure. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like I, I clocked it because, you know, Who how often hundreds? pays yeah. for hundreds, it's especially so when you're just buying a couple of dollars worth of groceries. Sure. As I was uh, leaving, I, I spotted like a 20 in her hand. Mm. And like, it seemed like she was owed $70 change, but she only had 20. Right. And so I was kind of like, nah, I, like she must have paid 50 and then, like, I was thinking about it after she left. I'm like, no, she definitely had 100. But by that time, she's, like, too Long gone. gone. And I think the checkout girl must have accidentally just given her the wrong change. Change of 50 yeah, or whatever, yeah. again, she's so used to not being paid with $100 right. cash. So, I'm like, oh, shit. Now, like, that's $50 she just <laughs> stole from this woman. <laughs> I, and you're now $50 down yeah, further in karma. I had the opportunity to say something that I didn't. Now, I've got to pay, like, $65 worth of <laughs> At the same, at the same supermarket as well. That sucks. Yeah. So I'm forever just going to be feeling guilty about things that, you know, good deeds that I haven't done, I guess. Even though that one was like technically not my fault. I, I, was, will. I was in a position. I feel like I act on my omission and this yeah, is an omission. Exactly. So some children got stuck in quicksand. That was an event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then some adults pulled them out at the end. Well, what do you mean? Like, where was <laughs> we this quicksand? Again, we were cracking up because to us, a mangrove cave sounds quite dirty. Um, when you pronounce it like that. That's <laughs> like a mangrove. It's a mangrove. Oh, <laughs> mangrove. Anyway, so we went to the mangrove you're, you're cave. mangrove. <laughs> like it's a mangrove. <laughs> mangrove. Anyway. So we went to the mangrove. Mm-hmm. And there was like some like quicksandy mud sort of stuff in like one of the corners. The typical like mangrove, mangrove sort of area. Swamp environment. It was, yeah, it pre- exactly. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
And some children like went wandering into it and got stuck and were starting to sink. How like deep did they get? Uh, I would say up to like waists before anyone realized that what? they were in fact struggling. Because really? they were just like playing and like laughing. And then like they're you know, knee deep in like, oh shit, I can't get out. Yeah, well, we no one really realized because like, they're still like sort of laughing and then like trying to get out and like one was trying to pull the other out and they're like getting deeper. And then like it only sort of became apparent that they were like actually sinking and stuck when their dad was like, went over, like ran over and like pulled them out. Was he freaked out? Nah, nah. My understanding of quicksand is that your body weight is not actually enough to get you sucked all the way in. I don't know, but I don't think so. Yeah, like quicksand's like essentially an urban myth. (laughs) Um, And I think you make it worse by struggling. If you just sort of sit there, I think you just sit there. Yeah, but like again, you have to work your way out. So that's essentially the same as struggling. You know, the concept is that the more you move, the deeper you get. Right. But that's not really true. Okay. But I did have an incident when I was, I'm going to say like five years old. Mm -hmm. I was in Canada and I was in a sand pit and Mm -hmm. it had been snowing, I guess. And so the sand and the snow had like made quicksand essentially. Wow. Okay. And so I can't imagine this thing was like super deep. It's not like I was going to get like buried (laughs) up to my neck in it. But I like stepped in it. I instantly sunk. So down, like I had gumboots on. Mm Mm-hmm. And like my whole gumboot got like sucked into the mud. <laughs> and it's like pretty freaky when you're like a kid. You go down that deep that quickly. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, now my whole body could go down in like you know, three seconds. If we're extrapolating from this one point yeah, of data. Right. And so like I was able to get my foot out of the boot. Right. But now my boot is like a foot under, <laughs> under the sand. And so I think I had to like kind of perch on the edge of the sand pit and like wrestle it out. <laughs> but I can see like how you kind of would assume that you're going to like sink you know, at the same rate, yeah. Yeah, because I think that initial like shock part is the part where you actually do sink. But uh, yeah, my understanding is that you can't really drown in quicksand without, you know, it's a struggle. You yeah, have to you kind have of to really tr- try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was quite amusing. Um, and I stopped the zombie apocalypse. Boring. Because have you caught a cold? Do you have a cold? No, I'm, I'm doing all right for once. Yep, I know. <laughs> what, you're uh, claiming that... You're somehow protecting me? Well, I caught a cold from a girl who got it in Dubai. She's from Dubai. She Mm -hmm. caught the cold in Dubai, gave it to me in Thailand. I brought it home through Singapore to your apartment Mm. and you didn't catch it. I put an end to the zombie apocalypse. You, uh... I held it in. But you also opened me up to infection. No, again, weirdly smug because everyone I've been around, no one's caught it. And I put a lot of effort into that. All right. So Vicky <laughs> came over last week. Yeah. We were playing the new Resident Evil video game. Yeah. Before she left, she was so determined. You were so into this game. The day, the day you get back, mere hours after you touch down in right. Melbourne, you're like, oh, I want to come over to play Resident Evil. tomorrow. Yeah. And you, you let slip that you were on the verge of death. Yeah. So I'm like, how about we hold off till you're better? So then a few days later, you're like, hey, let's do Resident Evil tonight. <laughs> it's literally been like two, three days since I told her not to come over because she right. was sick. Yeah. I was talking to you on the phone. You sounded like you were you know, still well infected. Yeah. And you were like, I'll, I'll come over. I'll wear my Japanese face mask. I'll you <laughs> and know, sanitize. Yeah, I'll sanitize fine. every time I touch anything. <laughs> So I, uh, I didn't turn you down a second time because I'm a good friend. And, but you did quarantine yourself. You know, I thought I did an effective pretty, job. Yeah, you, you had the face mask on for, I'd say, at least like 60% of the time you spent here. So 
Again, we'd yes, be proud. I'm, I'm pleased you took more measures to avoid spreading <laughs> the outbreak this time. But you also could have just waited till today to play I some video have. games. No, there was no, I couldn't wait another day. <laughs> I was like, it's just worth it to me. I'll come over and, yeah, in the bubble if it, I have to. Worth it to you. <laughs> when I was like lying on my doorstep, you know, shivering and, you know, dying from this Dubai slash Phuket. Slash Singapore. Yeah, international pox. Then you would have had hell to pay. I would have felt bad. It's true. Yeah. I would have like given you a thousand dollars or something. Bought you a puppy. <laughs> That's just more responsibility. I don't need that when I'm sick. A puppy with a cold. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Kennel cough. <laughs> um, yeah, so Thailand's awesome. I can't recommend it any highly. I know a lot of people have a bad image of it, but if you stay away from the place where other Australians are, you'll probably have a good Fair time. Enough. So go there and try not to destroy anything. And if you stay away from the people that destroy stuff and you don't destroy anything, you'll have a good time. What are you time. talking about? Is this a common thing to go over there and destroy shit? Well, like there's this whole area where it's just awful. Like that's where like the ping pong shows are and the bars and like the drinking and the violence and like... But what's getting destroyed? Just, like you walk down the street and literally everyone's hassling you to go to a ping pong show, have a massage or yeah, but like that's come like, to their club for a drink. You're talking about during the touristy stuff. But there's touristy, like, this is beyond touristy. Like, I've been to touristy areas. I'm not usually getting a sign shoved in my face saying fucking show. Like, some people must be going to that or looking L- for that to people. make that popular. Exactly, that's but, what I'm um, saying. But, I feel that they're somewhat spoiled. Yeah, but you make it sound like you're going to that room from Zelda filled with pots <laughs> and just smashing them all. Like, that's destroyed now. No, like, okay, no. You're not in the pots room. Yeah. That's true. You're in the pots room. And but like, did you just use the wrong word or is like stuff actually broken everywhere? Uh, that too. But it's not like literally stuff is destroyed. It's just more like there is no semblance of the fact that I didn't enjoy myself there. I, I guess some people might. That, it might like, be your red thing. red light district place. Well, that's the main drag. It's not the red light district. It's not like, oh, here's like the red light district. Let's go check it out. That's the main Phuket town area. Okay. It's not Phuket town's actually a place. So the main like tourist, the place where no, nearly all the tourists go is that area. Yeah. And I've never seen it. Like, it's like the red light district in every other town on steroids. But everything was not destroyed. I mean, stuff was broken. But <laughs> just the spirits. Just spirits. That's how it felt. I was <laughs> okay. like, this is just depressing. I hated it. The woman doing the ping pong show, she was broken. She, indeed. Only, it was, I found that really upsetting. Not not physically. No. Yeah, okay. There's a lot. I've, I didn't like that area. And I feel like it is sustained by people that like to just buy whatever they want to do. So don't do that. How many uh, Thai lady boys ended up back in your hotel room? I mean, beknownst to me, none. But, <laughs> but it's, it's impossible to tell. Right? Mm, okay. I don't want to speak too soon. Fair enough. Good trip, though. We stayed at the Novotel. Did you Novo ask Novotel? I made the same joke. Yeah, you're on the podcast. Oh. Damn it. That's um, like Vicky's eyes just light up like she just, you know, universes collided or something. That's how I like, felt. Like, no, I'm quoting you back I, at you. That's how I felt. I was like, yes, me too. What a great joke. <laughs> um, well, that's annoying. It was great. I felt a bit ridiculous sitting in my cabana ordering cocktails from a push button. That sounds awesome. 
What's the complaint here? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like... This is the system we need to get everywhere. I know. And then there was a swim up bar. And I was like, now when I have to walk up to a bar, nay, move to a mm. bar, I'm annoyed. You're like, why can't someone just float my uh, daiquiri towards me? <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I was just in my like floaty donut, which I brought <laughs> home. It's great. Sure. I would float over to the bar and get it. Or if I was not in the water, I would press a button and it would come to me. And it was a great system. Normal bars suck and I can't enjoy them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tasted the high life <laughs> and now I can't go back. I'm like, oh, we're standing here. We're not even standing in a nice pool in the sunshine. I'm like, we're just walking over to the bar and standing in a massive clump of people. This sucks. Lame. Yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. When we were in Japan... Mm-hmm. They have the like iPad mm-hmm. kind of device that you can order your drinks and your meal from. Sure. Whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to wait to like flag down a waiter. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like if this technology exists. Why is this not at every Worldwide. restaurant everywhere? Like, I know. Especially if somewhere like Phuket, which you would think would be the last place to get the button. Right. No. It was well. It's the Novotel. So they like it's meant to be like you know. It's five stars. It, yeah, or okay. Something. So it's probably like one of the more expensive places there, but sure. it's still not, you know. Yeah, like it's if, a developing nation. Exactly. So if they've got the button system there, we can get the iPad. But what also I think makes it really good for any country, particularly any country that's trying to attract, sorry, tourists, is that you would assume on an iPad you can put your menu in multiple languages. Yeah. So well, I can put my menu in Chinese. I press, you know, what I want in Chinese and it comes out to the chef in English. For Japan, that's like, you know, for us. That was that's exactly why we liked it. Uh, yeah, because I don't have to try and communicate with the waiter what I'm ordering. Yeah, right. You could just press the button and it had the whole menu in English. And the other thing is it could just be taken off your credit card automatically. It was so good. And for cocktails, like when I go to a bar here, I typically just order something simple. Right. Because you don't want to stand there for 10 minutes waiting for it. And I don't want the people behind me to have to stand. Like sure. if I order, you know, something like really fancy and it's taking the bartender like 10 minutes mm-hmm. just to make it, then I feel like I'm holding up the line. The guy right. behind me just wants a beer. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. But I was a big fan of the uh, whiskey sours while I was in Japan. Oh, they got it going on. And so like they can prioritize the whole menu. If they get, you know, like three beers in a whiskey sour, it's like, all right, we'll do the, the beers first. Sure. And then we'll get to Ben's cocktail that takes 10 minutes to make when we've got time. It's a glorious system. Yeah. It doesn't take, like as a customer, I'm not held up because I'm just at my table right. eating. I know. I'm enjoying myself. We are in reach of utopia, but we're not grasping, Ben. We're yeah. like one of those, what do you call that claw machine? Yeah, the claw game. We're claw gaming utopia, but we're refusing to shut the claw and pull it up. <laughs> we're so close. I'll tell you the other area that we need to up our game on. Well, I was going to say, before we go into that, how I cocktail, I just go to the bar, I order and say, make it when you're not too busy, go back to my table. What, that's that's how the button thing works? No, that's what I now do at bars. I'm like, oh, okay. to not hold it up. I'm like, oh, I can see you're busy. This is the cocktail I want. My table's just over there. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Just way. come and bring it over. Again, like that assumes they've got some kind of waiter to bring it to you. Which... Well, I usually negotiate if they're like, no, we don't do that. I'm like, oh, did you just want to bring it to the table? Because then you can do it when you want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, yo. See, like, <laughs> then I feel like I have the chance of putting the bartender offside where he's like, we don't do that. And oh. like, now I've made enemies with the guy. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> I usually say if it's easier or something like that. Yeah. If it's easier, you can just bring it to the table later on. I feel like... Uh, being a girl, you've got a bit more sway on a lot of those situations as well. That's true. <laughs> but the other area that we're lacking in like those basic technological mm-hmm. aspects 
I don't want this podcast to become the um, stop the stoplight podcast, but when oh when it counts down, yeah, the crosswalk. Phuket's got it going on. They do it both ways. They count down to the red light and up to the green light in the car because we rode around on a motorcycle yeah. so we could see like the jungle and stuff, which was amazing. And um, so you stop at the red light and it tells you how long it counts down to when it's going to go green. Mm-hmm. And then when you've got the green, you can see as you go through. Like, is it? A, have you got a while to sort of like get through it? Or even if you're far back, you're like, oh, five seconds by the time I get there. Yeah. It's uh, great. And so here, it's just the Wild West. It's like green or red. <laughs> Maybe it flashes red to sure. tell you, hey, you've got less red left. <laughs> but then you could just be waiting and it's like, well, I hope it goes green eventually. <laughs> I, I've heard rumors Adelaide has one. With We've got one in Melbourne. Where? I'll take you there. It's in Hawthorne. So maybe they're finally like happening. No, it's been there for a while. Because mm, I thought like these things are eventually going to die. If they're replacing them or they're building new ones. Just do that. Just add I the know. good ones. Like this technology exists. Like even in Japan, it wasn't the numbers, but they had like three dots or something. Yeah. And there so was it, more info. Yeah. You got some. And I, I feel like it works as a, uh, a pedestrian. It's curbing road rage. Well, this was for the, sorry, for the car lights in Phuket. Not for, I assume as well, or for pedestrians, yeah, but well, the cars also had it, which was amazing. In, certainly in Cambodia, as a pedestrian, they had it. And, you know, they're basically the same country. <laughs> um, no, I assume they did. I'm saying, let's get it for cars too, because it was also great. Let's get it for everyone. Like, right, let's get it for every task. Yeah, I feel like if you know how long a wait it is, you can kind of resign yourself to it. I agree with you. If you know how long you have to tolerate something for, it's a lot more tolerable. Yeah. So if something's like super painful or super crappy or boring it's like but your if prison like, sentence you right. can you're like all right well only 29 left to go well today we had a four hour meeting which is hard to tolerate but at least i knew it was four hours if it was an indefinite meeting it was scheduled for four hours yes okay so i was yeah exactly so i knew it was going to be four hours i could sit down and like wait it out yeah and before the meeting you're like all right this is gonna be a long one i'm gonna get the good seat i'm gonna get comfy yeah like i'm gonna bring snacks i'm gonna bring my computer yeah. I'm gonna bring phone water if they just schedule bathroom breaks if they just scheduled a meeting and you're like it could be like you know four minutes then i'll just stand in the corner sure and then at the like 20 minute mark you're like oh this is going on for a while and you sit down then by four hours you're exhausted well, even at two hours, because the I mean, theory is... I mean, any hour for multiple hour meeting is going to suck, but at least you know how long you're going to have well, to Well, I feel like two hours in, I get an irrational fear, like maybe this is going to go forever. <laughs> that I just have that irrational fear where it's like... Am I in purgatory Yeah. <laughs> if there's no time limit, it could... Like, I just get this... Ir- I like It's like bodily in yeah. my soul. I'm like, maybe this will go forever. This could be my life. <laughs> maybe there's no end. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's been some psychological studies on it, but I feel exactly the same. There's no, If you don't tell me an end, there's no end. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just assume you're running late, regardless of how long it was supposed to be. <laughs> so get working on those two things, oh, Australian cook- infrastructure. If there was a button... With a cabana that I could just press and drinks would come over. It was great. There's also pools in the um, nightclubs. Got around that. What Big fan. There was a nightclub with a pool in the middle. You could get in the pool. and Like you could swim around yeah. in the pool. Did people do it? They sure did. Were those people me? Yes, they were. Were you the only one? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like you, that wouldn't stop you if no one else was using it. Like, of course Fuck not. It, there's a pool. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> climb in. No. It was a pool party. Yeah, why don't awesome. we have that? Where people were like dancing around the sides of the pool. Yeah. Because I feel like that's probably why we don't have it. There's definitely 
occupational health issues there that it's not the point no i'm it sounds great <laughs> it was very fun someone's gonna slip and cut their head open and that ruins it for the rest of us yeah well we'll all wear crocs it's worth it hey, i mean obviously <laughs> thailand doesn't give a shit no, they, they really they, don't they've this has got the system sorted. They really do. So yeah, as long as you don't care about not being able to sue the government when you're an idiot, then we can have pool parties. It was so fun. Uh, definitely worth it. 10 out of 10 would not sue. Did you have to wear Crocs? No. Barefoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that the rest of your trip? Pretty much sums it up? I, I think so. I can't really like recall too much more. Like we went, we drove around on the motorcycle. It was really beautiful. Saw a lot of really cool jungle and some beautiful beaches. Did you go to any um, fast food Restaurants while you're over there? No. Because I went to, in uh, in Dubai, I went to Macca's. Yep. And I always like to do that. You get like a Big Mac meal. Right. And see like the differences. Yeah. yeah. Just Le- so you can kind of compare. Because it's like weird. I'm on the other side of the planet, but I'm getting the same thing as I would be back <laughs> home. But everyone kind of puts their own little spin on it. Sure. I did see there was some weird spin on KFC. I think it was like kimchi KFC. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess they... Uh, they do that in like Korea as well. Yeah, I think it was Korean inspired chicken. So I assume <laughs> like it was probably from the Korean store that filtered throughout Southeast yeah. Asia. And it, like the fun part of that is you're getting McDonald's, but it's in like a foreign language on the pack. <laughs> and you're like, it feels fancy. Like, <laughs> it, I'm like at a foreign restaurant, it's, the, you know, the same shit that I'd be getting on my lunch break here. Right. But because they can't understand any of the words on it, except for maybe... Must be cool. Yeah, Big Mac is yeah, probably in English. Yeah, 100% beef. Yeah. It feels exotic and you're like, oh, I'm treating myself. <laughs> well, after like six months in France, I was just dying for like shitty Australian food. I always crave a meat pie when I've been away for too really? long. Really? I miss milkshakes. We didn't have... They don't do milkshakes. In, like, there's no... It's strange. Like, obviously, France is the West, but where we were staying, it was very different diet-wise. Mm. Yeah. So, you, what? They just don't do milkshakes there? No, there's no, like, cafe culture, really. Like... Because I feel like at least you You won't could. eat sandwiches. Like, it's all baguettes. Like, and if you have a baguette, like, you don't fill it with stuff and eat it. Like, you sort of just eat it. <laughs> and like you what, don't people cook. just eat like a loaf of bread yeah yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot I, of bread and cheese i can imagine not wanting to eat like that much bread every day like yeah the bread is an important component of a sandwich mm. but you don't want to just eat the bread like, like you just didn't we didn't eat traditional australian food i can't explain how it was just different like very thinly sliced meat stuff like that yeah well like a lot of the places that i've traveled Milk is tricky. Yeah, it's not a thing in yeah. France even. Right. At like, least the north. You can either get like full fat milk or uh, like maybe some places have like the skim milk, but nothing in between. Like there's none of this <laughs> 2% or whatever. Sure. And uh, if you're staying at a hotel, like you might be able to find it at the supermarket, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't like, you know, buy that to bring to your breakfast at the hotel. That makes it tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I remember as a kid, yeah, it was coming, long life, I think, where we were. Yeah, right. Um, coming home from Canada and like at the New Zealand airport where we had a stopover. <laughs> I was like, give me your uh, your meat pies. I need a meat pie just because you had them in New Zealand. We couldn't get them overseas. But milkshake, I feel like you could make one at least. If I you... guess so. Well, I didn't have the items either. I don't know why. I can't explain. Maybe it was just my experience. Like I was a student and other people from the north of France would be like, that's not what it was like for me at all. It was a lot of cold cuts, a lot of bread and cheese, a lot of wine. But there wasn't like you wouldn't have a hamburger, you wouldn't have spaghetti, like really, yeah, I like we you wouldn't have a risotto, like you wouldn't have pizza, like it was all a lot of fresh produce. 
you would think that they would have Italian, considering you're like so area. much closer to it than Australia. Even in Paris, there wasn't much multicultural food. Like there wasn't the local Chinese store. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, you know how there's Chinese takeout everywhere here? Like, yeah. I could go outside and be like, oh, I'm just looking for Chinese takeout. I could walk down the street in a suburb and there'd be one or two somewhere eventually. Yeah. It wasn't like that in France. There was, like, one Asian, generic Asian that had, like, sushi and everything in it when we were in Paris. It was crazy. But things could be really different now. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, some of that stuff, I think, is just the luxury of living in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. My mum was going through her old high school scrapbook recently. Yeah. And on the first page was two chopsticks that she had from when she was 16. And it was the first time she ever went to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that's cute. And I'm like, that's like you were 16 before you had Chinese food. <laughs> like, you know, it's just one of these things we take for granted. Yeah. And another friend, he just moved here from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what do you like about Melbourne that you didn't have back home? He was like, oh, the Chinese food. I'm like, what? You didn't have Chinese food? It's like, oh, there might have been like one restaurant, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, it was like very good. Yeah, he kind of made it sound like it was what you would get at like a food court kind of thing. It's very like Western people, Chinese food. So it would be, yeah, like food court style. Like they put chips and gravy on rice at the Chinese store. Yeah. So it makes me appreciate like when I was in um, New York, it was midnight and we Mm -hmm. wanted frozen yogurt. Oh. And so I just jumped on Google Maps and literally within 500 meters, five frozen yogurt places. (laughs) That was still open. Yeah, that was amazing. I want to move to New York. This is, you know, this is the benefit of living in this city. Right. When I want Froyo at midnight, (laughs) I can fucking have my pick of Froyo places. I feel like you can get anything at New York at midnight. Seemingly. Mm. So when you're telling me that Rodney has to stock up on... <laughs> Toilet paper for the long weekend. Yeah, and so because places aren't open, I'm like, we don't... That doesn't happen anymore. We've got all the <laughs> soap. We've got all the Chinese food. I think we somehow don't appreciate it enough just because we live here. Yeah. And then you go somewhere else and like, where's all your Chinese food? And like, in China, what do you want? In China. <laughs> you didn't come to go to China, that's stupid. Yeah, you went, you're in Let's Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my friend shares the same enjoyment, not of like local McDonald's. He loves going to the supermarket. He's like, I feel like you learn a lot of from a lot about the culture if you go to the supermarket, which is actually quite true. Yeah. So, I always feel like you're walking into another dimension when you do that. <laughs> it's because uh, it's the same food that you recognize. Well, I'm this like, wasn't either. Okay. Well, like a lot of the places that I've been... Like across, say, Europe or even parts of Asia. Yeah. You're like, hey, that's cornflakes. I've never heard of that brand before. (laughs) And I've never heard of the six other brands of cornflakes that you have right next to it. Like, where am I? If you want that experience, but you don't want to go all the way to Europe... Aldi. Damn right, go to Aldi. (laughs) So bizarre. It's so weird. You're like, oh yeah, there's the palm olive hand soap. Like, nope. Like, nope, it's the olive palm yeah. hand soap. <laughs> Pretty much. I was going to say olive palmer, but that works. Yeah, either way. The other weird place that seems to be competing with Aldi in terms of the like bizarro Twilight product. Zone. Yeah, like um, Aldi, we've probably made fun of it before. Like you're doing your grocery shopping, but also you can get a flute while you're there. Oh, it's amazing. Or I you- just go there. I don't even do my grocery shopping there. We're closer to... Safeway? What do we call Safeway these days? Woolworths. Woolworths. Closer to Woolworths, but I always drop by Aldi on the way home just to see what weird shit I might want. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we uh, 
were selling a flat screen TV on the cheap. Sure. If you just happen to impulse buy one. Or like I I keep going there because I want them to sell the Duna suit again. I really want one of those. What, like a Snuggie kind of thing? Essentially, but it's a Duna instead of a blanket. And um, a, a hammock stand. I want a hammock stand. What, so like, they if sell I just, the stand separate to the hammock? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, if I pop by, maybe there'll be one at some point. Have you got a hammock that you need a stand I do. For? All right. <laughs> and I need a button to summon a cocktail guy <laughs> and things <laughs> yeah, are set well, for me. Hopefully, Aldi will sell the button. <laughs> um, but no, the, the new competitor to Aldi that I've noticed, the post office. Yeah, I love the post office. I've been spending a lot of time in there. And of course, you can buy your... You know, your postage Post related. No, they also just have random crap. And I, for one, salute them on this. The This is the one that I think maybe you're taking a little bit too far Australia Post. Okay. They've got a drone. Really? I can go to the Australian Post <laughs> office and buy a drone now. Well, you won't need to post stuff. That seems like they're competing with themselves. Yeah, the- you can just drone your mail around. I think if I'm in the market for a drone, surely I'm going to research that. I don't just buy the off-the-shelf drone. Really? I would definitely impulse buy a drone. This is where you I'm, <laughs> I'm just so curious who, how many of those have they sold? It can't be many. One to me, okay. probably. But you're like, again, you don't have the money to buy a drone. How off. much are they? I think it was like 400 bucks or something. Yeah, it's a big purchase. Yeah. <laughs> no one's impulse buying that. I was thinking it was like a $30 drone. No, it's okay. not like a toy. It's a proper drone. Wow. Like, you can strap your GoPro to it and... Whatever. Or your mail, I guess. So maybe you're there and you're like, I hate the mail system. If I had my I'm, own drone. I'm just going to give them $400 more of my hard-earned money. But you're free of them forever. You say that, but there's restrictions. I can't just... Is there drone restrictions? Yeah, I, mm. I wanted to... Um, I was wondering... Get a sausage from Bunnings? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I could do that much. But like to fly one around here, for example, in the right. middle of the CBD, I don't think you're legally allowed to. There's going to be like... You know, they probably think you're spying on people's sure. hotel rooms or there's helicopters around that you might have an accident with. So I can see why they wouldn't want to do that. But then it's like, well, why did I buy a drone for if I can't fly it off my balcony? <laughs> yeah, I'll just look at it. Yeah. So on the way to Phuket, in fact, um, have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? No, I have not. I've seen half of it. How's it compared to Swim Fan? See, so to me, because the in-flight entertainment finished for like, touchdown and stuff so I only saw half which I was annoyed about um but to me it's just a film about a guy who gets bullied and then goes to war but doesn't he <laughs> sees become, great atrocities I mean not I, in the bit that I saw oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the film just ended abruptly mm-hmm. because they were then like we we're preparing for landing in the next hour so we're gonna need to switch this all off and you know they have to do stuff with the cabin lights you know the whole landing drill sure so they turned it off and it was like literally like, pew, like just as he like saw these dead bodies like going by. So I was like, well, that's a, that is definitely a downer. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch like an hour 40 of, um, of, Hacksaw Ridge. of Hacksaw Ridge, if you were to finish it right there, it's, it's not uplifting. <laughs> he gets horribly bullied and then goes to war where all the bullies die. Hopefully in the last like five minutes, uh, he's got some redemption. It's not just him getting the shit kicked out of him or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, you fingers crossed it comes like, back. It could have been the last, like, you know, minutes from Bambi. Like, you actually stopped before oh, it got worse. right. <laughs> but it sounds like a good trip. I loved it. I can't think of anything else. Would you have any questions to stir up some memories for me? No, I just before the podcast, I'm like, what happened? And you're like, we talked about this. 
I'm like, mm, I don't think so. And you're like, yeah, I said it was good. It was fun. And I'm like, yeah, that's the extent of it. I thought maybe you'd have some stories. Like I went to uh, Cambodia and I told you all about my sister throwing up on the plane. Yeah. I went to Fiji. I told you about my Fiji girlfriend. I, I didn't to, end up with a Phuket I went to Dubai. Phuket. I told you about the briefcase full of money that I brought back. <laughs> I'm like... You're like, I'm like, what happened in Thailand? I know something happened in Thailand. You're like, not really. It You'd be surprised. Quiet. <laughs> it was fun. So I'm glad I could uh, hammer this out of okay, you. Okay, I got some stuff out. Yeah. I realised recently I for mean, a talker. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember when you went to um, South Africa. Yeah. I, I made, I think, because you went to like several other places on sure. that trip beforehand. I made several different jingles for the intros for like right, and I had nothing. Tales from South Africa, tales from wherever. Right. I didn't use any of them because I'm like. <laughs> What happened in South Africa? And you're like, nothing. I'm like, I know nothing didn't happen. Like on the flight over to Dubai, I watched a guy in the row in front of me just fight with his onboard entertainment for like 14 hours. He got it like somehow stuck in the menu and he couldn't get back out. And so he would like mess around with it, press a few buttons, get frustrated, right. sleep. Wake yeah. up two hours later. <laughs> be like, it's gotta be try now. it, see if it's fixed itself. It had not sleep again. He finally got it working in the last like two hours of the flight. I'm and he saw half of Haxel Ridge. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he got a flight attendant to reset it or something because there was no way he was doing That's that That's what I'd be own. doing 15 minutes in, by uh, the way. Why did he leave it so long? Uh, no idea. Like he must have been really tired because I would have been like, if you sit down and you're like, fuck, this is what I'm resigning to, like a broken, I've got no entertainment. Right, no. I'm going crazy. I'm going to be playing with that for 10-ish minutes yeah. at the top. So I'm like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't fix this. I brought my good headphones with me, but they, the armrest, the plug didn't, it didn't match. So I'm like, oh, now I'm stuck with the crappy headphones. That but they, they give you the jack. Well, they didn't. Oh. And so like, I, I almost resigned myself to using the, the airline, airline ones. ones. And then I realized the end of the headphones was the jack and yes. you could like unplug it. Yes. And plug your own in. I was so thankful. Cause I'm like, if I have to go 16 hours with their in-flight crappy <laughs> headphones. headphones. And I had like my, you know, Nintendo. I had my iPad. I could have, you know, I had other avenues, but I was like freaking out just about <laughs> what audio quality. Yeah, right. And because well, you can't hear anything over the engines of those planes no. anyway, like especially in those. I mean, it added to Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> but, it had a real sense of uh, atmosphere. But I was like freaking out at just the thought of lower <laughs> of lesser headphones this guy had no entertainment yeah and he was seemingly at least it took him like almost till the very end of the flight to even get help yeah but that was my like story and hadn't even got there yet i'm like surely <laughs> she's got something something happened i know well, something happened in south africa i'd never heard about it in but- thailand watch out for the fact that no matter what you do i caught like the official bus from the airport to my hotel. Midway, they drive you into a travel agent and say everyone has to get out to tell us the name of their hotel. That's not the truth. They get you out, make you sit down at a desk and try to sell you various tours while you're there. And then, like, when you refuse enough time, you can get back on the bus and go to your hotel. <laughs> Anywhere you go, using any method of transport, prepare for that person to take you somewhere and try to sell you something mid-trip. Yeah, hey, that's <laughs> the part about um, traveling internationally that I'm so resenting of. I hate bargaining. 
I hate that as well. Because I like when I ask for the price of something, there's always a really long conversation. And when I don't want it, they think I just want a lower price. And it's not true. I just don't want it. <laughs> like I was trying to buy headphones and they were like, they're like 30 bucks Australian. I was yeah. like, I'm not paying that much for fake headphones. I would get them if they're like 10 because they look cool. And they're like, no, no, no. Like come back. What will you pay? And I'm like, I'm really like not interested. I literally pay zero. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I will not give you money for those. I don't want them. And every conversation, I just wanted to say, how much is that? And have a ballpark figure or at least a price. Like I don't like in one shop, the woman bargained herself down. I was trying to buy some babies, <laughs> truly said they're around $30 Australian. I yeah. said, fine. And she was like, no, no, no. Why don't I give them to you for 25? I was like, sounds good. I already said 30. <laughs> no, she sure. said, I, she, I said, sounds good to me. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, but you know, how, why not? Why not 20 Australian? Like this is all in Bart, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That works for me. And she's like, we could go 15. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, fine. Okay, I was like, yeah, okay, great. And just like gave her the money. Like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just like stared her down. She told she said like, I'll pay you. Yeah. No, I was just like, I want the product. Yeah. And to, as an Australian, like. I'm, I'm going to upset the economy if I don't just give you the money and leave now. Yeah. No, I was just like, look, $30 for a pair of bathers is not expensive. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, I just want them. Like, I don't. I actually will give you 15 Australian dollars to not have to argue. You're right. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, I'm aware these are only really worth about 15, but the $15 is paying for my time. <laughs> <laughs> of which I'm on a busy holiday schedule. <laughs> right. I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I feel like every time I go away, I'm either ripping someone off or I'm getting mm. ripped off. Yeah. At the airport on the way home, we had like some guy take us from, like we went to the wrong terminal, like the taxi driver sure. took us to the wrong terminal when we were leaving. And so we got one of those shuttle buses between terminals mm-hmm. and the guy like unloaded our bags and he kind of just stood there awkwardly until I gave him money as a tip. You sure. But like, I don't know when... I'm supposed to tip. Like, thankfully, that guy looked shitty at me. Right. And so it's like, like, oh, now I tip. Yeah. Sure. But I, like, I, there's I, probably lots of people you just walked off on and were like, what a jerk. Yeah. Like, if I'm at a bar, like in America, you have to pay for your drink and then you have to pay like another dollar, for example, sure. for the bartender. But I didn't know that when I was going there. Ugh. I reckon like, there's got to be so many bartenders. You're like, what a jerk. Like, yeah. But I, I just have to hope that... That they're like, well, he's foreign. Yeah. People go, oh, I hear the Australian accent and I recognize that he's an idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> it's still annoying i imagine though yeah but in a place like new york so mm. many of their customers are going to be foreign that that's going to be happening all the time oh, yeah so like oh i just keep getting stiffed yeah and so yeah it's just one of those things that's like well if i don't have that one dollar for a tip for the drink then i do i have to give them like five dollars right just put it in the price yeah. just pay i would again we talked about the exact same thing pay people a living wage and just tell me the price of the thing, that's including I, how much they cost. That's why I don't think I can live anywhere apart from Australia. No, exactly. Until, I'm like, just make my drink $10 yeah. and include paying them fairly. Yeah, like again, at the airport in America, we had already paid for a ride to the airport from yeah. the hotel before we even left. And so the company's paid for. I've tried to get rid of all my money just so... You're not changing it back and losing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But then when you get to the airport and the guy's demanding a tip and it's like, well, fuck, Nick, I've got literally this $50 like, note right. or 10 cents. And so it's like, Can well, I get change on a tip? Yeah, it's so awkward. So I'm just so glad, like Australia seems to be one of the only places that- Where you don't tip. Yeah, you Japan don't tip. Japan neither. 
They will chase you down the street to give back your change. If you try to like tell them to keep the change, it's just weird. You okay. wouldn't do that. Maybe I can move to Japan then. You should. Because it's like if you say keep the change, they're just it's weird. It's yeah. a very strange thing to do. In Australia, would like depending where, like a bar, if you like keep the change, you'll just like but if it was like if you tried to do it at like Target. Yeah. <laughs> well that's the other thing. Like I don't know when and where I am supposed to tip. Like obviously these uh, service industries. Sure. Like uh, food, obviously. Yeah. But like at the movies? I don't I think don't so. Like, <laughs> But I'm not 100% right. sure. Like the gap? And, or like <laughs> if I'm so. going to like like a market stall. Right. Like that's more independent than Target, as you say. Sure. So like obviously you don't you know pay extra. You don't tip at Target, but then you have to pay tax. So that throws sure. you off. Ugh. It's like, not you know, you can't get your change right until you're you know, given the total it's app the worst. Just tell me, tell me what to pay. But people have to be like very upfront about it. It's like, hey, you pay this plus tax plus tip. And I have to take their word for it that they're not trying to screw me. Because that's what happens in these developing countries like Thailand or Cambodia. See, I never got screwed. It was just like, we'll take you places and try to sell you something. But there, it's, there was always like a bargaining aspect. Like you were willing to pay $30 for these Bates. bathers. But the going price was seemingly much lower than that. Yes. They were probably like worth $5. But I was literally like, it's the middle of the night. I just need some bathers to wear tomorrow. I just give them to me. But that's <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you're overpaying. Like, if we just put, But I don't care. I hate being taken advantage of. Even if it's only by a few dollars <laughs> and uh, I don't even know. Right. See, I, I don't care. I feel like... I'm getting screwed somehow. And yeah, I, I don't care as much. So I'm like, well, I go home to like my comfy bed with my fridge full of food and like, you know, wallet full of change. Not that I have particularly much money for an Australian. I'm like, generally speaking, the people that I am getting ripped off a few dollars by have much more use for it than I probably would. Like $15 would probably make a big difference to their quality of life for that yeah. week. For me, like it's annoying and like no one like it makes an impact on me, but it's not. Does that make sense? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the people we probably had stuff to do with were on the poverty scale much lower than myself. It just seems like everyone else kind of understands it. So like, <laughs> yeah, that is annoying. <laughs> like when we were, um, like you take tuk-tuks around sure. a lot of the time in Cambodia, which I assume it's the same in Thailand. Thailand, yeah. They're like, you know, motorcycles with like a little cart on the back to sit in. Well, no, they've made them into like little cars now in yeah. Thailand. They're so great. They've got like party ones that we went in. It was great. <laughs> it was blasting Pitbull with like strobe lights on the sides. There you go. So like... Again, a story you might not have ever known. <laughs> <laughs> you take these everywhere and you see, like you get your driver for the day. Right. So you can park it. And you'll be like, all right, I'm going to go visit these temples. I'll be back in like three hours. Sure. And they just like sit there and wait. Well, we had motorcycles, so we didn't do that. Okay. But anyway, this is like how it was in Cambodia. Okay. And so I'm like, well, I'm paying you to drive to the temple. I'm also paying for your time for just you to hang out, doing yeah. nothing for like the next three hours. And then I'm paying you to drive me home. Do you want to bring a book or something? Yeah, they seemingly just sleep. <laughs> Fair enough what's the rate? They're going to say like, it's like $7. I usually, here's my trick. Yeah. I go half and then try to end up somewhere in the middle knowing that I'm still getting ripped off probably. Yeah. Whatever they tell me, I go in half. That's probably like, so if you say seven, I'm going to say three. You'll say six. You'll end up at five. Sure. Yeah, probably. So I almost always halve it and intend to end up somewhere around there. I still feel bad. Like in the, 
Europe especially, they do a whole sob story like, oh, I've got a family, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, just take it. Like, See, I, I don't feel bad because I'm like, fine, I don't need it that much then. If you can sell it to someone for that price, you should. <laughs> the only deal I've ever felt like I One. successfully bargained was my PlayStation 3. Right, okay. When, I, when they first came out, they were like $1,000 in Australia. Yeah. They were about half the price in China. Amazing. And I just happened to be there like a month after release. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm obviously going to pick up in chance. China. Yeah. I was in that Sony store. Like I went to every single place that sold PlayStation 3s in the city. <laughs> I found the one that was advertising them the cheapest. Yeah. And then I bargained them down for like 40 minutes. <laughs> and I got like a console and several games and an extra controller for like, I think it was like 650 Australian. Nice. I'm like, well played. The, you know, I was doing like. I squeezed every drop yeah, out of this. I was on my phone doing currency conversions on wow. the calculator. And I was like, you know, had their whole staff was kind of against me. And then I had like my mom and I was like, you know, doing the bargaining with her. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And so by the time you're like half an hour into this deal mm. and they're like, all right, we'll knock like five dollars off the price you're like all right that's i'm they're not making any money on this i can successfully uh, say i've argued right. this down to the as the bare low, minimum right. yeah so uh but i'm glad i don't have to do that for every purchase that I no make. that's what was frustrating about thailand i was like i just want to ask how much these headphones are and arena was like no there is no price no it's just whatever like, they feel like at the time. whatever don't ask for a price because you'll end up in a 40 minute conversation for like it was literally like, oh i just wonder like yeah <laughs> i remember um you can't window shop. There's, it's dead. There. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story uh, of our mate Ben Croft in China. Mm-hmm. I think he was like on the Great Wall and they were selling like some artwork there. Sure. And <laughs> he bargained them down to it was like literally like 50 cents Australian for whatever they were selling. And he's like, nah, I don't want it. And they walked off and like, they were like so pissed off at him. They're like following him all along, like chasing him along the Great Wall of China. <laughs> just wow. berating him for wasting their time. And <laughs> So I feel like I don't want to be that guy. No. But I also don't want to be paying like, you know, three times as much. And they're like, oh, I guess like what's the worst that could happen? They're eating for like a week or something. It's yeah. like, yeah, we got extra rice today. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. That's what I, I usually think. I tend to just walk away when I'm literally done. And if they have a better offer, usually when you're walking away, they'll be like, all right, all right. But if they're at a price and I'm like, I don't want it for that price. I'm like, no, I don't want it. That's too much. And I just walk off. Yeah. And unless they're like, okay, okay, I'll go cheaper. And, but if they can't, they usually don't shout after you, after you go. Yeah, fair enough. That's what I, I've got this down. I can tell. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I realized for a talker, I'm not much of a talker. How, what does that mean? In that, like, I remember once I was over at your house and Erica came back from yoga and, um, you were like, how was yoga? And she like launched into like a, not an unusually long story, but like a quite good description of like what it was like and what she thought and what they did. And I was like, huh, like I wouldn't, I'm always like, yeah, fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. Sometimes you have to get people going i find it hard to answer a direct question if someone's like how was something it's like or someone when i first got back from thailand was like what's the funniest thing that happened yeah but that's a better and question I'm like, it's gone oh. <laughs> <laughs> like i can't remember now because yeah sometimes i have that too when it's like too generic where it's like how was your day then you're just going to get like an okay yeah but if, if someone's like what's the highlight of your day that i could do but what's the funniest thing i'm like I get like somewhere deep inside me, the memories chased away because I'm like, what if it's not that funny to them? Yeah, it's good when you're going 
to one of these like trips, people are going to ask you about yeah, it. Yeah, try to like remember a few. Just have highlights. like yeah, like one or two things in your back pocket that you can just go to when someone asks you these questions. Because I had some things that were my favorites. Like we went sea kayaking through these like limestone caves. It was incredible. I yeah. loved it. But it's hard to like paint the picture. Like you just have to like some of them were so low you had to lay down in the sea kayak to like get through. So that's all you need. That's all people are looking for Is when it? they ask okay. these questions. So yeah, good doesn't cut it. No. So I remember I was in Tokyo for over a year, and when I came back, my really good friend who lives across the street, we were like hanging out all the time at that point. And then about four years after I got back, we just spent one day together, and I would say for, for eight hours, I was just talking about my time in Japan, and she's like, "Huh." Like, that was so weird. Like, you didn't say anything about it for, like, four years. I haven't heard anything of what it was like. And then suddenly, like, something obviously just set me off on a roll. Yeah. Yeah, some, sometimes you just need to jog your memory or <laughs> someone has to seem like they actually care for the answer, not just asking you to fill a silence. Well, I'm glad I could get more of a uh, explanation <laughs> for this trip than I feel like there's so much more. And South it was Africa. so fun. Like, it was such a good time that I feel like I haven't given it justice. Well... You know what the good thing about this is? We can always do another episode. We can. So, come back. <laughs> I, I've still got at least one or two things about Dubai that I want to talk about. Okay. So Come back for more Thailand. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll cover everything eventually. I didn't talk about really anything that I planned to this oh, episode. Oh, sorry. So, no, no, no need to apologize. I, uh, I feel like it just means, you know, more incentive to get back in front of the mics <laughs> the at some stage. the next one next time. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Email me, ben, at insaneramblings.net. Um, if you email podcast at insaneramblings.net, that will reach one or both of us. Or uh, jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Really the best way that you can help us is to rate and review the show on iTunes as well as sign up. That'll help us on uh, the iTunes ratings. We would also really love it if you could tell your friends about the show and tell them they should listen in. And that's very helpful. The more listeners, the better. I know it's harder to do, but tell your enemies as well. <laughs> Especially... Maybe tell your enemies if you hate the show. Yeah. I mean, why not share the punishment? <laughs> right. You don't want to be the only one suffering through this. <laughs> Away sea boat. Away sea boat. story before i'm not sure uh, it's a story about when i was staying at your house when you went to canada i want to say in 2015 is this yeah two years ago almost now have you noticed that if someone stands at the exact correct point of your neighbor's yard and you leave the window open at the exact right crack and stand at the exact right spot in your house they will see you naked through my shower window? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. You would have to have... Because my shower looked into the garage at my mum's house. Oh. And... But the, part of it can see your neighbour's yard. Maybe you could see the fence, which right behind that is their, like, clothesline. Because I remember... I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I know that it happened, but maybe it was a different shower. I thought it was yours. But... Yeah, I kind of... Because my... Like, the window in my shower is already at, like shoulder height so they wouldn't have been able to see 
Well, least. I remember us awkwardly locking eyes. Yeah, like maybe if they were peering over the fence and the garage <laughs> door was open, you might be able to lock eyes. But that seems... Hence why I called it the perfect storm. But I mean, I was in that house for, you know, like 15 years and I never had that scenario. And that's why it was the perfect storm, Ben. Are you sure it was that shower, though? I think so, but like you said, I can't, I can't guarantee it. If I had to, like... If I'm just thinking, like, you must have been walking around the house naked or something. Like, there's no way that this happened. <laughs> no, so I was in the shower. I had that window open, and I could see the, a bit of the neighbour's yard. Was but there I was someone like... in my garage <laughs> on a stepladder peering down at your boobs? Like, no! That, that, that's the only scenario. No, so I was like, I'll leave this window open. I can see a bit of the neighbour's yard, but the chances of someone standing in that exact right spot in the five minutes that I'm in the shower, there won't be an issue. Yeah, I'm going to call this didn't happen. I'm pretty sure it did. Let's go back there and investigate. It, it, like, if it happened, it wasn't at my parents' house. Because I'm just thinking of all the showers. Yeah. And I locked them... eyes with someone. They might not have seen my boobs, but I definitely locked eyes awkwardly with someone while I was in the shower. Because, like, my shower looks into the garage. My sister's shower, like, there's only a one window that goes into our backyard and it's like very high up. No, it's it wasn't that one. That I'm one. pretty sure it was your shower and, and parents, it into your neighbour's yard. Like my parents' bathroom shower, it like looks over like, you know, to the neighbour's house, but it's like so far away. It's like you I'm pretty sure it was yours. They would have had to be peering <laughs> over the fence, like looking for their <laughs> lost dog or something. Like it would, it would be so unlucky. <laughs> That's what I recall it being. There's also my shower window has like frosted glass on it. I had it open. But you can only open it so far. So you no, can it was see open all the way. That even then, I feel like you would get one of those like triangle slivers on the corner <laughs> that you can see through. <laughs> like it's not even a big crack. I remember locking eyes with your neighbour and being like, I can't believe this happened. This is so unlucky. And what did what was your reaction? Like did you like duck out of line of sight? Yeah, of course. But I was also bamboozled because I was like, I would have shut that window, but I just never thought this was even possible. I remember one of my friends in junior school, he was building a house, or like mm-hmm. his family was, and they had like quite a big property and they had a wall, like a window in their shower that was, uh, I would say, waist height. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brazen mm. because even if you weren't worried about neighbours, what if you're like son's friends are outside and you're having a shower. Like, it wasn't a frosted window. Wow. It was just like, whoever's in the garden would see whoever's in the shower. <laughs> so I feel like there are certain houses where you can go to and this is going to well, happen. Well, let's, like, bust this myth and see if it's possible next time we're out in Eltham. I feel like I locked eyes with a neighbour next door. Okay. It's possible, but... Myth plausible? Oh, it's so unlikely, but all right, well, to, to be continued, to I To be suppose. confirmed. Speaking of awkward showers, though, mm. my friend and I shared, like, a hotel room and another friend's wedding where you were. Did you stay over at Leah's, Leah and Steve's wedding? Yeah, me and Rowan stayed in a <laughs> hotel bed together. <laughs> That's romantic. Um, well, I romantically stayed with Lauren, but the problem with our room was I think it was designed to be, like, a honeymoon suite. That doesn't so, sound like a problem to me. Oh, was grand, except that the shower was not frosted in any direction. So if someone was in the living room, they could clearly see you showering. Like, there was just, like, a window between you. Yeah, I, I saw the other hotel rooms that were similar. Mm. I think there was, like, a curtain that you could pull around. We didn't seem to have one, unless I just didn't find it. Okay. But we just had a, to have a gentleman's agreement. 
that you wouldn't look or that you wouldn't be in the lounge room when someone else is in the shower? Well, it was only one morning, so I think we just both loudly announced when we were having a shower, and so we both, like, retreated to another room in but the suite. It wasn't a big... Like, it's, you know, a small hotel room. Where else can you the go? bedroom. Oh, there was a separate bedroom? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think in terms of, like, most awkward shower experience, that has got to be up there. But my friend has a mirror that allows you... that sits directly adjacent to their toilet. Yeah, that's not good either. <laughs> I am already like annoyed enough at the fact that our mirror in the bathroom shower here. Mm, you can watch like, yourself shower. Yeah, it's opposite the shower. So that was like confronting for the first few times that we made use of it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to watch yourself on the toilet either. <laughs> yeah, it's something you don't forget. Going back to... Rowan's house, actually, speaking of Rowan and his awkward adventures. He also had a, a terrible sink. <laughs> so I think there would be, like, between you and the mirror, the sink, which, right. like, you'd be jamming your knees up against. <laughs> and he was an architect, and he didn't see these problems. I didn't, you know, he didn't design the house, but you'd think that he would have something to say about it. But speaking of Rowan and Leah's wedding, as I said, I Sorry? slept in, you know... Leah and Steve's wedding. Yeah, and Rowan. <laughs> He said Rowan and Leah's Yeah, speaking wedding. of Rowan and speaking of Leah's wedding. Oh, my apologies. I was and like, was there another wedding I wasn't invited to? Yeah, they got a divorce and then Leah and Steve. <laughs> we booked our room together. The only bed and breakfast that was available, or like you know, the only hotel room, because I guess like wherever you guys stayed had booked up by the time yeah. we... Yeah, well, that was where the bridal party and everything stayed and it was recommended that we stay. Yeah, so for whatever reason, we couldn't get in on that. Mm-hmm. And so we found a nearby bed and breakfast that mm-hmm. we could stay at. But the only catch was for, if we only wanted to stay a single night, we had to get a single bed <laughs> for whatever reason. You get as many beds as nights you stay. Well, now that you say it. this like a crazy, like, genie's hotel? It does sound suspicious. <laughs> it just makes it sound like it's something out of, like, a um, Brothers Grimm story. Yeah, like, you can... <laughs> You can get the place, you just have to stay there one night. (laughs) No, I'm just thinking, like, I need to stay here for 100 nights. Okay, but every night we pile a new bed on top of you. Like, you need to be able to withstand the weight of 100 beds by your final night here. So, Rowan's a gay guy. Maybe he was just telling me this to get into the bed together. Sure, you wish. But I was like, fine, yeah, you know, one night let's just share the bed. I felt like when I got down to my... I like, was sleeping in my underwear, mm. like we both were. When I got down to my underwear at the end of the night, I was like, ugh, I feel like I should have wore better underwear. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, I felt like you I... You felt like you let Rowan down. Yeah, like, as a gay man, I felt like he would be judging me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, did you feel like, oh, I've really let myself go, like, should have worked out the abs before he saw... No, I wasn't worried about that. I, might, I was probably wearing a T-shirt, though. Oh, okay. But... I did feel like... He sees a lot of naked men and I won't stack up. Or at least, like, (laughs) not even naked, but... And it wasn't, like, particularly bad underwear, but maybe the elastic was a bit stretched or something. If anyone knows man butts, like, he gets to see a lot of guys in their trunks. Yeah, I'm letting the team down here. (laughs) (laughs) So, what I'm trying to say is, sorry, Rowan, I'll do better next time. Yeah, well, I mean, please do. Also, TBC... Re-shower. Yeah, re-shower. Insane ramblings.